16-3, 11-4. Yeah, no real idea here. I'm going to oppose Midwest, but it's going to be two links in front of the 300, so maybe uh, maybe I'm completely off here. I'll tip number three, Bacchanalia, who that think about it form that Warren referenced. Has to be good form for a race like this. Drawn wide, but usually by race 10, they're getting away from the fence a bit to beat number 11 in Rose Courts. Consistent last campaign, maybe a touch below its best, but consistent. It's come back with a decent trial. But one, not an option at big odds. I thought trolled really well. and wasn't hopeless first up. And nine, Pakari Kari. Not sure how it wins from the gate. It'll be back and charging down the outside. And it's what's that form is good enough for a race like this. So wide open, three eleven, one and nine. What's your best today, Mark? I'll steer away from the shorties. Luke, I'm going to go Sulcum. Race nine, number 10, each way. My value, race five, number three, Dolphin Skin. Not my top pick, but I think will run well. And not much action to Tura. There's a shorty there that should win. Race three, number 12, Rogery. Have a good day, Mark. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Warren Huntley, what's your best today? Yeah, I won't steer away. I'll steer straight into one of the shorties. Take some low-hanging fruit. Race six, number 10, amenable. The best for me. Happy to have each way in the group one. Race nine, number 14, attrition as the value. Have a good day, mate. Thanks, Luke. There's Warren Huntley. That has been the Caulfield preview. I'll put those uh, selections up on the Bets Friends page. Give us a follow on your tab app, Racing HQ. Get involved with the show and you'll never miss a winner again. A break. Other side of that, Michael Maxworthy looks at Toowoomba. It's Wheatwood Day. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bets Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bets Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? The Tab Everest. The world's richest race on turf. $20 million. Royal Randwick, Saturday, October 14. The Tab Everest. Will you be watching? 24-hour fold cover for 24 hour a day. Peace of mind. Options for life-saving surgery cover and the extended fold policy until the 2025 yearling sales, all with HQ's renewable extension clause. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more. Be sure, insure with HQ. Looking to take the next step in your career? Marcus Oldham's Advanced Diploma of Equine Business Management gives you the skills for a rewarding career in the equine industry. Open up unique opportunities across the world in racing, bloodstock, stud management, breeding, horse health and marketing. There are even pathways to higher academic study. Visit marcusoldham.vic.edu.au forward slash equine to discover why our students have such impressive employment prospects and love this course so much. A rare racing chance to buy the iconic standard bread property, Bidji Ribbon, the home of the famous Brooklyn Lodge Stud. Minutes from Bathurst on 610 hectares with water rights. Auction day, October 26th. For full details, contact Nutrient Harcourts. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. <laughs> on races 1 to 6 at Rose Hill, Caulfield and Toowoomba, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. 
Isn't it time you got away from it all? Time to recharge with an Ambassador Travel Racing Getaway. Time to discover the magic of the Granite Belt wine country and head to the Stanthorpe Cup this October with Ambassador Travel and the Queensland Thoroughbred Owners Association. Your tour includes visits to historic Lynhurst Stud, the beautiful Ballandina State Winery and the spectacular Queen Mary Falls National Park. Plus, country racing at its best for Stanthorpe Cup Day. Call Ambassador Travel today on 07 or visit ambassadortravel.com.au. You're listening to Racing HQ with Luke Marlow on Sky Sports Radio. And great to have you listening as well. 9.34 on your Saturday. Let's get up to Toowoomba now. Michael Maxworthy's done the form for Wheatwood Day. Good morning, Maxie. Good morning to you, Luke. I've arrived here nice and early. It's a beautiful day in the Garden City. Yep, the Toowoomba Turf Club's biggest day of the year. Last year, Toowoomba traders only had the one winner, but I'm pitting my faith in uh, six locally trained gallopers today. As you know, Luke, it's a tricky track. The contours here in Toowoomba, tight-turning track. It's uh, the mile start. They go literally down a hill. Then they ascend up the back straight, and it's, it's, uh, it's up the hill in the home straight. So it's no place for the faint-hearted. No doubt about it, mate. Um, I know that Dave Stanley's up there as well, lurking around. He did the Calcutta yesterday. Uh, I see you caught up with the great man. I hope you boys didn't go too hard last night. <laughs> no, I, I left at a reasonable hour. I, I don't know whether what um, Stano <laughs> he was still there at the bar, but uh, no, we had a great night at the Tats uh, the Tats Hotel following the big function for the Toowoomba Turf Club yesterday. He was at the bar. Shock me. <laughs> 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 Let's have a look at this card, mate, uh, to Woomba today. And we kick off in race one, class three, over 1,000 metres. eighty number six, which is steady, ready. Uh, one devastating at 3.10 and 12 compassionate at 6.50. Yeah, look, I, I think it's uh, down to a two-horse race here, either steady, ready or devastating. Um, you know devastating's going to get the world's best run from gate one. He's got a bit of speed to, to use the gate. Uh, but Steady Reddy's very good over the 1,000 metres. Um, he's, he's got an awkward gate. He's been very lucky at the barriers. In his last uh, five starts, he's had four gate ones and a gate five. And I think he'll come out of gate number nine today. So it's not going to be easy. But uh, this is his cup of tea. When he won first up last preparation over the 900 at the coast, he, he won by a big space. So we'll go with him here. A bit of local knowledge as well. He ran third in the King of the Mountain to, to Yellow Brick over the 1,200. I think the 1,000 first up is spot on for him. Steady ready on top of one devastating. Good last start. He, he uh, ran third behind Hard to Say, who has since come out to win again. And this guy jumped well that day at Durban devastating, but he found himself further back than he, he should have been. He just got shuffled back on the first bend. So expect him to be in the first two or three, probably second or third. Uh, number 12, Compassionate, a speedy mare, place chance, and uh, the 11, a place chance as well, Caesar, has won well here last start. Six to beat one, then 12 and 11. Race number two at Toowoomba today, previewing the meeting with Michael Maxworthy, and it's a two-year-old open over 1,000 here, 3.30 favourite, number two, Herbie Town. Yeah, and I, I think he should be favourite on what we've seen so far. All of these two-year-olds have trialled. Um, all of them except the favourite, Herbie Town, have had what we call educational trials. They've been very slowly run trials, more about education with them. Whereas Herbie Towns had two 650 trials and he's looked pretty professional. He hasn't broken that quick, but he's got speed once he gets going. And when Georgina Cartwright asked him for an effort, 
in his recent trial, he won. He put the other horse away fairly quickly and powered through the line. So good to see him stoked up. He'll know what to do today. Herbie Town, not too concerned about the wide draw. A lot of inexperienced horses here. I think the, the few of them might be a little bit hesitant at the start. So hopefully he can cross, get outside the leader or lead and be too good. Putting in number five, don't leave me now. Now, this filly won at uh, Bow Desert recently, but the time was very slow. She was never let go. And of the Mashani horses, the one that, um, to my way of thinking, looked the sharpest, looked ready to go, was number six, Mashani Ego. Barrier one, she actually jumped out of the gates quickly, but only really went, went three-quarter pace in the trial. Uh, but, you know, looking good, the action looked good. And then Mashani Eclipse number three. But two, Herbie Town, one of the better bets on the card to beat five, six and three. Let's go to race three on the program now and have a look at this market here for the 1,200 benchmark 75. Number six, Wanda Rocks and 12 Outlawed, $4 equal favourites here, Maxie. Yes, well, um, we've got one with the local knowledge, Wanda Rocks, trained here by Lindsay Hatch. She's had five starts for five wins, just cruising around on a Saturday night, whereas Outlawed, she's coming here for the first time, but boasts stronger form lines, and I'm going to go with that, number 12, Outlawed. She has drawn awkwardly. She's going to need them to run along fast up front for her to finish strongly. Um, that's the only thing against her today is the awkward alley. She was second to Tiger Shark last time, and Tiger Shark is very, very good. 11 on top, rather 12 on top, Outlawed. To beat the 11, Cotty, trained here by Mark Curry. She has ability. The first up run doesn't look that good in the race book, but she wanted to lay in in the home straight, and the jockey couldn't really ride her out. I think drawn better today closer to the rail with the claim is going to help Cotty at a decent price. Then number 14, Miss Tambo. Map is beautiful today. Um, she, she hasn't raced for about a month. She was unlucky at Doomburn about a month ago on a Saturday and a race won by her stable mate Morrill. She was tight for room all the way up the straight, so should have finished closer. And then our goal, pink number seven, the grey mare, she'll be up on the speed. 12, 11, 14 and 7. Race four's a class six over 1,300 metres and Arnica, he's been kept fresh for this 280 favourite. Yeah, tossed up between he and uh, Key Royale. Key Royale's got the wide gate to deal with, but she is pretty quick and she used the speed at Eagle Farm the other day, down straight to the lead, steadied and gave a strong kick. But I'm just going to go with, with Arnica, Luke, because the map is perfect for him. I know he's going to posse right up there on the pace, maybe third or fourth. He actually drops three kilos on his dominant uh, first up win for the new stable, uh, Day Hoisted. That was a Doomben a couple of weeks ago. He was well-backed. He won well. And I expect he can do the same today. Arna Kerr, number six, one of the better bets on the card. To beat nine, Key Royale, definitely hard to run down. Three, Rejoiced. He's another on-pacer that will hang around and run a place. And Briar's Kingdom will be fitter for the first up run. Six, nine, three and one. What about race five, mate? Benchmark 80 over the mile. Cronenberg, 230 here. Yeah, he's going to improve a little bit on that second placing at Doomburn in a recent midweek because it was seven weeks between runs and uh, the distance was short of his best. So he's getting to um, his right distance today. However, I'm going to go with number six, uh, uh, Red Top here, trained by Tony and Matty Sears. He's been up and down with his distances and it was far too short at Doomburn last time. I think that was a tick over race uh, because they've set him for this on their big day, Tony and Matty Sears. 
However, over the shorter 1350, last start at Doom, but he was working to the line better than anything the last 100. He will need luck from the awkward gate, but I think he's a great each-way bet red top number six in race five. Other chances, five Magic Conqueror. He won the Guineas here this track and distance three years ago, and he's back in winning form. His map is good because he likes to sit handy, and that'll be a good place to be in this race. He'll probably be second outside the leader. That's his preferred spot. Uh, number four, Cronenborg, definitely. And then number nine, Raging Pole. One of the decent price that we, we can put in all of our multiple bet types. Six, five, four, and nine. Yeah, one of my favourite named horses in the country. Good old good old <laughs> Raging Pole. Good to see him still running around, Maxie. <laughs> he is. He's, yeah, he sort of um, he, he pokes up every now and then. Oh, and yes. Today he should be able to get himself into a handy spot. Yeah, I notice he's uh, solid in the market there. Uh, race number yep. six, uh, the Guineas, and it's over the mile. Three-year-old open. What are you doing here? Well, the toughest race on the card today. I, I've got to put my hands up and say I cannot get a handle on this race. So being the first leg of the quality, I think I've put in six or seven numbers, Luke, and hoping that I can survive it. I've tried to narrow it down to five, 11, one, and 14. Um, Bobby Shiraz is running here. I noticed that he was in at Bathurst tomorrow, but Bjorn Baker electing to send him up here. Um, but look, I'm with number five, Glass of Rosé. I think she's been coming through the stronger form lines. A good fifth to Tiger Shark went a bit unlucky. And last start third to Deep Respect. They're the best form line. She's got to run the distance and she'll need a bit of luck from an awkward gate. But she's been finding the line well. She's consistent. Cryptic Sound, number 11. Finished a few lengths behind Glass of Rosé last start. But was eye-catching on the line, doing her best work over the final part. She's trained here by Lex, Rex Lip, and I think she's $20 into 10s yesterday afternoon. So definitely the 11, I think, will run the distance. One Adelaide, Tony Matty Sears, got to his uh, a better distance last start, 1,500 at Eagle Farm. And these are the distances, uh, the 15, 1,600s, where he's going to be at his best, I feel. So he gets the right trip today, Adelaide. Number 14, Bobby Shiraz. He was good on his debut up here as a two-year-old. And OK, first up at Kembla, finding the line quite well. 5, 11, 1, 14. Chances to 7, she mine. And also, number 6, plant encounter. That's the Guineas at Toowoomba, race number 6. Race 7, the Toowoomba uh, Cup. And the market here, 9, Nikau Spur, 420. 1, Namazu, the Warrior, at $7.50. 12, Hell of a Deal, $7.50. 10, Military Gambler. At $8.50, was the Calcutta done for the Cup and the Wheatwood, or which one, Maxie? Just I wasn't there yesterday, but I, I'd say it was probably for both of them. Okay. Um, I'm, not sh- I'm not sure. That was y- yesterday afternoon. They had a function, a lunchtime function. But, um, look, Nick Asper looks a standout to me. I, 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 he's been 420 for about 24 hours. I thought he might have trimmed up a little bit. He's in such good form. Formerly trained by Ma Eustace. They did a good job with him. Uh, but he's just loving life here for, for Corey and Kylie Gear and here in Toowoomba. He's won three of his past four on a Saturday in Brisbane. Latest win was his best, charging through the line. And under the handicaps of this race, the Grand uh, Country Cups champ, the Warrior, Namazu, has compressed the weights. He's got the 60, and a lot of these horses are badly handicapped. The best handicapped horse is Nick Spur, carrying his true weight of 53 and a half. Clearly a standout for me in the cup. I'm putting 12 head of the deal in. She's not well in at the weights, but she's in terrific form. She's got a good barrier where she can just poke around and, 
and suck up on the inside there and, and run well. Namazu, he's had a tough um, campaign. He's been here, there and everywhere in the north of the state, running great races under big handicaps. He's probably going to get a nice cruisy time of it out in front here. But the end of 2000, up the hill with 60 kilos against these horses could be a challenge for him. And then number 15, Top Boy. Nine to win the cup, Nick Spur, 12, 1 and 15. Race number eight is the Wheatwood. Uh, quality over 1,200 metres and Yellow Brick, he's $1.55 now. Yeah. This time yesterday, I, I was thinking he might sort of go the other way, get to $1.70 or $1.80. But the more I think about it... Um, where do you go if you if you don't like him here? And, and you, you can't not like him, Luke. His form is outstanding. Redina, he was a bit stiff not to beat Redina, and that horse came out to win last Saturday in Sydney. Um, Hawaii five zero form. It's just um, form clearly superior. He's drawn a little bit awkwardly. I know he's got a good record over this distance, but his best distances are going to be fourteen sixteen hundred. Good to hear Tony says on the radio this morning, confident that he can position in the first three. And if he does, he'll win. Yellow Brick clearly on top. Number eight, Situation Room, looks the, the soft leader here. I can't see a lot of horses challenging him for the front. He will give a good kick, but again, the 1,200, his outer limits, in particular a, a, a stiff 1,200 metres, which he gets today, but he'll give you a great sight from the front if you like in Situation Room. Nine mass destruction placed in this race last year. He's the good speed mapper today. And number 13, Ned's Gully. Uh, make sure he goes in your, your, your trifectas and first fours. Local knowledge counts for a lot, and he's drawn well. 2, 8, 9, and 13. That's the Wheatwood last event at Toowoomba. Benchmark 75, 1,200 metres, and number 11, pocket full, 225. Hopefully, we'll all have that by this time of yeah. the day. Yeah, well, um, he does look hard to beat, but he's just been a little bit costly, and I guess it wasn't entirely his fault last start. He was going for an inside run that completely closed at the 50 metres mark. He was going to go close to winning it. Having said all of that, again, I'm looking at a locally trained horse, number 13, Luke in Micro, trained by Dale Groves. I think he was in a, a Godolphin horse, um, raced well for Godolphin, but... I think he's got him going particularly well. Brought him to a midweek last preparation. He was stiff not to win. He's had a good spell. I loved his recent barrier trial here. I think he has been specifically set for a first up win. But note if you're on him, he usually hesitates at the start. So he's going to have most of the field ahead of him. He'll need a lot of luck. So uh, be careful what price you take. Probably about 6 or $7 is, is bottom, bottom odds. We'll go with him each way. 13 micro, number 11 pocket full. Definitely everything looks positive for him today. Hamlet von Schnitzel ran second in a recent tick over jump out uh, behind Steady Ready. It was a good jump out. He wasn't fully tested, so he's fully tuned up for today. And 14 Mayor Bay has got the best record here at Clifford Park Toowoomba. So he's got to go in just on his stats. This track, nine starts, four wins and five seconds. 13, micro on top of 11, 3 and 14 in the last. What's your best today? I'm pretty keen on the two-year-old Herbie Town, 2-2. Two, two. I like 4-6, Anna Kerr, 7-9, Nick Spur, and the one I think at pretty good value, race 5, number 6, red top each way. Go find Stanley. 
I'll know where he'll be. <laughs> the bar again. <laughs> no, no, he's probably having a good sleep today. He's doing the presentations. He's working today, what? but he's working cap on. He'll be out there conducting all the presentations at Clifford Park. Gee, they're scraping the barrel up there, couldn't they? Got <laughs> dead set. How good, Maxie? Yeah. Have a no, good no. one, mate. Okay, you too. Bye-bye, Luke. Good to speak to you. Michael Maxworthy there with the tour, the Toowoomba preview. Wayne Harris next uh, for Kemble Grange. He's on the line. Good morning, Wayne. Ready? How are you this morning, mate? Uh, this meeting looks all right. Yeah, a couple of sort of uh, not huge fields, but uh, always very competitive, as you know here. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we start on a good four. Race one, 1,400 metres, a maiden. Number four, Exceed Perfection, is the 250 favourite here. Big, big, big odds nearly every time he's gone around. Exceed Perfection from the Team Snowden camp. I think he's last start second there at Kembla. Strategy's not too far off a win. He's quite pretty short, but he, he, with the race experience and all, I, I think he probably beats him. I thought number nine, Monty Maximus, uh, was nine caps last start. Going up to 1,400 metres, I think it's a big plus here. Come the first start as two majority giant and on the job there for the places as well. Good mate of mine's got a Sharon on the job there, racing around his colours, Robbie Powell, and he hasn't been in the best health, so hope it runs well for you there, Rob. Race number two, we kick on two, and let's have a look at the market here. Maiden, 1,600 metres, favourite, is at $2.40 coning, two Princess Raya at three forty and one Kappa Kiri, five. I've gone five to one form with coning. I made my, uh, him my horse to follow, take two, uh, and his debut, and he started a favourite beating here at Kemble last start there, but I just think he's still, he's progressive type, and he's learning every time he goes around, and 1,600 metres uh, isn't a problem, I don't think they're dangerous. Princess Ray, she's just really deserves a, a change of luck, been placed seconds and thirds past four starts. Marin Eustace Camp, uh, it's going to win soon or later, it might even be today. One Capacuri, the Waller Camp's got three in it. Capacuri's another one's been knocking on the door. And the other one's thrown in is number four, Impunity. Uh, they've been pretty patient with this bloke. He's very one pace. This might be the sort of race that he might just work into it. Five, two, one, four. Race number three at Kembla Grange today. 1,600 metres we stay at. A benchmark 68. Number one, Tags. 260 favourite here, Wayne. Going with Tags. One, two, seven and three. I just thought uh, his win at Kembla here two runs ago was terrific. And then he went out and ran in the Dubbo Cup. And uh, that was an open class race. So he's coming back to provincial grade in the 68 here today. Bucko knows him quite well from the good draw. Guess I kicks for me. Sir Godric, well, he's got a liking for this track. He's winning three times, two wins. And um, put the blinkers on him there last start and brought him back in distance. And it was the uh, Sir Godric that we know that can gallop a bit. So I think he's the main danger if he can reproduce that. We've got uh, number seven single crown and second is Sir Godric last run there. And it's been consistent. And I thought the other one's showing to be number three, Sil Barkia. One, two, seven, three. What about race four, 1200? Number two, Big Apple, 320 here. Looks I'm pretty short, isn't he, for a new horse. Two, four, seven, and three. He's now with the Joe Ivel camp formerly down in Melbourne. Now, resumes here with two trials, and I've liked his trials. I think they run very well here fresh for, for Joe today. So two on top, three, four, headstock. He's racing in very, very good form at the moment. Was we'll scratched from Sydney today to, to be saved here. Then you've got uh, seven Lingui, a Kimor horse who never really run very well when they come here. And three, come on, mate, coming back a lot in distance here. But he's so consistent, you'll race up on the pace. I don't think he'll give a cheeky sight again. Two, four, seven, three. Race number five, maiden 1,400 metres. Number three, Zelta, $2.30. Two, count your blessings, 260 And one, Miss Uchitel at 360 Well, these horses, new horses for the area, and they're coming up pretty short here, but I've got to sit with Zelta. 
uh, Wodehouse Botchamp, 3, 2, 1 and uh, 5. Celtics only had the one run. It was in the Cinderella Straits back in March down at uh, Morbidville. And it, uh, just recently, it did trial about two or three weeks ago at Cranbourne. Now, they brought it back up here, did do its early trials up here in Sydney and did trial okay then. So on uh, suspicion, I've got it on top. Beat number two, Count Your Blessings, has done the best work late in both the runs. And for third, the top right here, you should tell, uh, it's coming up from the uh, Hawks camp down in Victoria and did run third in the race for the trial. And the other one I've shown you, probably number five, Bright Legend, the first starter. Had a heap of trials, just to uh, keep it in spec. Three, two, one and five. Race six, number four, Razors is the 270 favourite. Three, Territory Express, 390. And won the Englishman at 440. It's a hard race to try to line up. Well, I end up stepping this way, 4, 2, 1, and 6. I'm going with Razors. I'm making my best bet. Uh, Mac probably doesn't think more of him. He's, uh, he dropped him in that race there at Wyong. He's gone back and trialled after that, and uh, he trialled a bit. Never let our second gear there at Hawkesbury in a running third and a thousand metre trial. I've got him on top of things, my best of the day. Number two, Built. I checked him the other day. He was beaten by a better horse on that occasion in Ravello, but he looked at every chance there when resuming, so. He's a big gross type of horse, so um, I'll give him another chance here. Uh, I've got number one, the Englishman. I expect him to run well, fresh here like he normally does. Hasn't done since the Queensland Derby back in May, but trial, okay, leading into this. Tossed up about the others, but I'm stepping on uh, this uh, new horse from um, uh, the Waller camp, Don Stefano. He's only had a one run that was over in New Zealand, winning there, but that was on the synthetic. I'll be watching the market move for him. So I've got numbers 4216. Race seven's over 2,000, class one here. Number one, Golden Passport, 240. 11, Medatsu. Kiwi joining the Wally Yard, 250. And three, Steel Blaze at 440. Run 11, one, five, and three. And with that, also, you just mentioned Medatsu. He had uh, four runs over New Zealand. He's come over to Chris's stable here, and uh, he did run third in the Warrington trial recently. And it was a nice, easy trial. Been placed through in four runs over at Cook uh, Kelly and the Tucker. So uh, I think uh, might have a little bit of ability. It is a class one and a maiden next. So in um, your golden point, Lissy's won a race uh, from the Waterhouse Bike Camp. His two runs since then have been very, very good. He's a consistent type. Then I've got number five, Calendo. A good winner two runs ago. They backed her up down at Maria, I think, about three days later. She ran well there, but she's got to have it as sort of getting back and attacking the line. So I think the 2,000 metres is right up her alley today. And the other one I'm is number three, Steel Blaze. One he's made in here two runs ago, and then he's thrown the deep end of the dynasty last start. So up to 2,000, which I think is, is another one that will suit him. Back to provincial grade. 11-1, And the last uh, Wayne race eight, number 15, is the favourite. Sky's the limit, 350. Seven narrative, 420. And number 10, it's a carious. Is that right? No, it's a circus. It's a circus, of course, uh, at $6.50. Life is a circus, isn't oh, it? So is this radio <laughs> show, mate. <laughs> 7, 15, 10, 11, mate. I've got number 7 on top, narrative. Really does deserve a change of luck, this mare from the John Thompson camp. So the two runs back from a spell, ran a terrific second first up. Uh, it was equal favour on that occasion. Then it just got stuck on in, in traffic the other day at Hawkesbury. Ran 7th, only beaten uh, just over two lengths. Uh, Robbie Dolan had arrived from Norfolk draw. But the danger comes from number 15, sky's the limit. And I just, uh, it's been big odds both times it's gone around, but it's first up run at Hawkesbury recently in 1100. Uh, you know, really finished off very, very strongly there late, and uh, a little bit of extra chances might help it here. Then you've got number 10, it's a surface uh, for the Michael Friedman camp. It's two trials, but well, second trial was a huge improvement on its first one, and I like the way it went through the line. 
And the other one I thrown is number 11, Tim Soku. Had very good support here on debut a couple of meetings back. And it was slow away, did everything wrong, and still only beat you know, just on four lengths. I think it'll run better here today. Tricky race, our other chances at 7, 15, 10, and 11. You got the best today? Mate, just going to punch short, but I thought Razors, mate. Race uh, 6, number 4. Have a good day, Wayne. Thanks, Luke. There's Wayne Harris uh, looking at Kembla Grange for us at first race at 12.45. Just having a flick through some of these Rose Hill markets uh, to see what they've backed as we're now getting towards uh, 10 a.m. in Sydney. Atmospheric rocks softened up a bit in the first, back to 3.20. In race two, Peace Officer still uh, $2.50. Bit of money for number two, Flying Destiny, for 20 to 3.80. Uh, the third race, uh, Marquess, he's softened up again, back out to two dollars fifty. He was too short at the the two twenty five. I would have thought. Osmosis is on his way out, seemingly in the Heritage race four. He's now two dollars fifty, and eight Royal Tribute at two eighty in that particular race. Uh, flick across to the main race today in the Golden Rose uh, Cylinder four fifty, uh, four forty. In fact, now. 13 Charmstone, 5.50, Militarise at 6, Shinzo 5. So no real change to that market in the last half an hour or so. Two minutes to 10 on Racing HQ Saturday. Coming up next on the program, it will be Behind the Gates. Darren Flindell, Brad Davidson, Andrew Hurley join myself. We look at Rose Hill, we have some fun, we release the multi and we produce our early crows again for another week. Get your texts in 0419 272 and be a part of the show. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? In a moment, the traffic. A wise man once said, everyone is entitled to be stupid, but some abuse the privilege. However, when you feel entitled to a good wine, don't be stupid. It's a privilege to be able to reach for a bottle of De Bortoli Windy Peak. Affordable quality. Here's the traffic. The world's greatest landmarks are now on sale with up to 50% off, thanks to Princess Cruises. Visit princess.com to learn more. Princess, come feel the love. In Sydney, an accident at Lidcombe on the M4 approaching Hill Road. Heavy eastbound, two lanes are closed. Also a crash at Greystains on Cumberland Highway approaching Canal Road. Northbound's affected. In Brisbane and Newstead, roadworks are affecting Levelland Street in both directions between Creswell Street and Breakfast Creek Road. Diversions in place. Foxtel Super Spring Sale is on now. Get drama, movies, sport and Netflix. Search Foxtel or call 131 787. New customers only. Offer ends November 11. I'm Luke Germain, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. Live up the long weekend at Sydney Everest Carnival's grandest day of Group 1 racing, headlined by the $1.5 million Tab Epsom, including live sites to catch the footy finals action and a DJ set by Havana Brown. Tab Epsom Day, September 30 at Royal Rack. Book now at theracers.com.au. 24-hour fold cover for 24-hour-a-day peace of mind. Options for life-saving surgery cover and the extended fold policy until the 2025 yearling sales or with HQ's renewal extension clause. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more. Be sure, insure with HQ. Join Hancock's Racing Number 11 to race seven horses in four states. Shares $1,500, no more to pay. Payment plan and up to five and a share. Call 03-527-49171 for a prospectus. Website, hancocks.com.au. The Tab Everest, the world's richest race on turf. $20 million. Royal Randwick, Saturday, October 14. The Tab Everest. Will you be watching? 
need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast team. Leaving December 5, you'll be transported to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge, plus head to Sha Tin for the four Group 1s and the World Turf Championships. And when not at the race course, you can shop, harbour, cruise or just relax. Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong, myself, Dave Stanley and Laurie Daly. For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au. First up this morning, big news for our national sport, cricket. Cricket? Sorry, but our national sport is not cricket. Yeah, it's Aussie rules. No, it's rugby league. Cricket was played first. Soccer's played the most. No, but... Well, the world would argue it's swimming. We ski almost as much as cricket. Sport is our sport, and it's all better on the Tab app. Tab. We're on. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The flowers may be blooming for spring, but the weekend racing action will be booming in Toowoomba. Saturday, September 23, the Garden City plays host to the time-honoured Wheatwood Handicap with four black-type races and over $600,000 worth of prize money on offer. Run in conjunction with the renowned Carnival of Flowers, the day also includes the Toowoomba Cup and the Pat O'Shea Plate. Head to Clifford Park to experience the largest local race meeting on record. For more details, check out racingqueensland.com.au. Pick your favourite Kia from the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Our legend of the league is Bradley Clyde. Wayne Bennett was our special guest, and we managed to get him to laugh a few times. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Would he have coached you during your career at rep level? He was really influential on me. I was a 17 year old. He invited me to come and train with the Raiders, even though I wasn't playing for them. Yeah, it gave me an enormous start. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. If you set yourself a goal, don't make any excuses. Still stays with me today. Sunday mornings on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Down to the last couple. With Sky Stable Stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Stand by, stand by, behind the gates, back for another week. Welcome to the show, everyone. Hope you're having a really good Saturday and you're fired up for Golden Rose Day out there at Rose Hill Gardens. Pleased to report that we're going to have picture-perfect conditions for racing today. The rail is in the two-metre position. It's a good four. We'll get the latest on track shortly with Darren Flindell, who's about to join, join the program. We know in the intro it's Sky Stable Stars. Well, I'm not too sure about that, but... 
You've got two race callers, a form analyst, and Andrew Hurley. We're still trying to work out what he is. But he's a media personality, isn't he? He's a great man. Aside from Nick giving him the bump bowl, he's a great man. There might be a few bump bowls today a little bit later in the show when we... Talk about last week's early crow. I went head-to-head with Hurls, so stay tuned to see how we went. If you missed last week, the early crow is, of course, our new segment where we have a, a forecast about the day's racing at Rose Hill. We try and predict the future a little bit and uh, come up with uh, a bold prediction for the day. Imagine if you could look into the future. People always say, oh, you know, I'd like to see who the next president is or I'd like to know who won the grand final. Mate, I'd just be looking into the future and seeing all the winners today at Rose Hill and I'd just be getting the absolute lot and you wouldn't hear me next week on this radio program because I'd probably be on a beach somewhere in the Bahamas. Let's welcome in the panel for another week. Brad Davidson, good morning to you, sir. Morning, Luke. Morning, everyone. Yeah, great day of racing ahead, isn't it? Uh, Golden Rose Day and of the Underwood down south as well. going to be a fantastic day of racing and I'll start this week by something I don't normally do, unfortunately, and I do it begrudgingly because uh, I don't enjoy doing it, Luke, but uh, happened, the old sparring partner, Andrew Hurley, I must give him a little, a little rap I can today. Uh, <laughs> private Eye last week, he lifted the multi over the line with, with, with a $10 winner, and uh, the week before that, I think it was Butch Cassidy at 10, and, and that got into the, in the top four. So, look, he... He probably gets the, the crown for last week's multi, to be honest, and uh, I don't like doing it, but uh, well done, Mr. Hurley. Wow. Mark this down, folks. 10.06 a.m., 23rd of September 2023, Brad Davidson's just not only given someone a rap, but he's given Andrew Hurley a rap, Davo. This is a massive uh, turn of events. Uh, you've, you've completely floored me, Davo. You've completely oh. floored me, but I join you in congratulating our colleague from his recent form or for his recent form would be better English. Uh, nice to see him turn things around, Davo. Oh, I must have got out on the right side of the bed this morning. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I've just got a new lease on life, if I'm in my midlife crisis. I'm not sure what it is, but I just feel a bit generous this morning, so there you go. Let's bring him in. Good morning, Andrew Hurley. Welcome back to Behind the Gates. Oh, good morning, uh, Brad, Luke, and uh, and also Darren. Thank you for those kind words. Uh, yeah, you take it when it comes, don't you? But, uh, yeah, geez, I enjoyed uh, Private Eye last week. I, I said to a few people during the week, obviously the name of the game is is to uh, to back a winner, but, um, you know, it's also a sport and you have a love for it and there's mm. some horses you just, you know, I didn't, didn't win a fortune on it by any stretch of imagination, but uh, uh, there's some horses that just really, you get embraced by and Private Eye is certainly, certainly one of those. That was a terrific win last week, don't worry about that. What a horse he is, Darren Flindell. You would have enjoyed calling him again last week and Nash was just on fire wasn't he booting home a few winners and we had a, a text on the text line earlier a, a listener's going to hitch the bandwagon to Nash again today and back him in most of the races it was an enjoyable race overall and a great uh, performance there by private eye to cover a bit of ground and and nail overpass whether it was good to call or not well I'm not entirely sure because I was on overpass <laughs> <laughs> sorry I didn't know Darren I didn't know <laughs> yes um, so hells you, you might just uh, shout me a beer at some stage just a small form of compensation not a problem at all how about a dozen Darren the sold explain to the public uh, the emotion involved in having a, a wager on a horse it's in front with 50 to go and then something's coming to catch it you're trying to do the public justice and be impartial in your call but inside it's a, there's a degree of pain going on I've experienced it myself 
Yes, yeah, when you've just, uh, and that's a close finish sometimes, and you just go bang straight out. I think your, your accuracy in calls when you know you've been being beaten <laughs> is better sometimes in races where you haven't had an interest because you just know. Yeah. All punters know when they've when they've been beaten, and uh, I think it can be a little bit like that with the call, even in the real type ones. Oh, tell me about it. I've never got a photo wrong where the horse I've backed has gotten beaten, Darren. I can uh, <laughs> certainly tell you that. Yeah. Isn't it a funny thing when the photo goes on and on and you've, you've you called one winning by a nose and you think, well, I wouldn't mind being wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> the punt just takes priority above all. Don't worry about the reputation. <laughs> I'll, 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 cop, I'll cop the heat, the abuse for going the wrong way in the photo if this uh, goes oh, the other way. 100%. Uh, Davo, can, can you marry anything up uh, in sort of relation to that? Uh, have you got any personal experience that could sort of equate to the disappointment of a, a horse getting knocked off when you're calling a race? It's a tough well, feeling for us, Davo. Oh, not really, because I must admit, uh, I feel for you guys right in that emotion to have to sort of shut that out, um, because I struggle, I must admit, I struggle sometimes on Sky 1 when when you, you, you back one is luckless or it's just missed and you, you're trying to commentate off the back of it straight away and give a give an impartial view on the race. It's, just, it's quite hard sometimes when you're feeling that emotion, and particularly if you, you, know, you haven't got out or it's an absolute moral beat and you... you Okay, take a breath and, and, and commentate. So it's, uh, I don't know how you do it right in that moment because, uh, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to hide that emotion. You, you both do it very well. It adds to the fun, um, boys, that's for sure and certain. Uh, Darren, I've been not rattled, but I've had an epiphany this week uh, that I've been all wrong in the regards to... Joe, or should I say Jao Marrera? I heard our oh, fellow yeah. co-hosts calling Joe Jao this week and I, on the air, and I'm thinking, what's going on here? Well, his name is Jao, <laughs> but he well, he accepts Joe because that's what we've all been calling him his whole career, Darren. I've heard him refer to himself as Joe for years. <laughs> he, I, I'm trying to think when he first started riding in Asia in Singapore with his first port of, port of call, and he was there for many years. I've never heard any commentator call him anything other than Joe uh, the whole time. Well, what's doing here? Is ever we that we're very PC and woke here at Sky Racing? They're they're making sure they're getting it very right. I'm, I've noticed. Oh, we'll just stick to Magic Man then. <laughs> I reckon that's the play. They got me thinking. He was, a, he was in full flight at Warwick Farm on Wednesday. He's in great touch, Darren, isn't he? Great rider. Yeah, well, he rode a good thing early in the day for going Adrian Aditi, and then uh, the drama charge race, race six later on in the day after, like, he made it look like winks, so the way it uh, toyed with him up the street. Mm, didn't he, what? This got me thinking about other racing personalities' names we get wrong. Uh, of course, Bjorn Baker. Um, Cole called him Bajorn one day. Bajorn Booker. he won at Bathurst. Um, Kieran McAvoy often gets called Kieran McAvoy. His name's Karen. Uh, we've thought about all the big problems this week, uh, Darren, haven't we? Then you tried to throw another wobbly in there with uh, Glenn Schofield. Yeah, Glenn Schofield. Although I think that's a joke, isn't it? <laughs> what do you reckon, Davo? You got all these names and pronunciations sorted? One that one does annoy me, Kieran McAvoy. Like uh, no one on this panel does it, but it's, it's amazing how many people in the industry that have been around 30, 40 years that say Kieran still. Like mm. Kieran Maher, it's Kieran, and you know he's written how many group ones and we still can't get his name right. And that is one that does my head in. But uh, I've heard some good ones over the time. Maybe a few people can text in some some good ones. I've heard some, and this is uh, one thing, guys. We talk about during the week is his horse name. 
how on earth Racing Australia haven't gone down the path of, I know Mardo's been camping this for a while, of, of, of next to every horse in the form guide, there should be a little bracket about how to say the horse's name phonetically because, you know, we're guessing a lot of the times, race callers in particular, first start, second start, we've got no idea, and then comes through at fifth or sixth start, no, this is how we want it pronounced. Well, hang on a minute, what about the punters then at home who don't know, you know, that they won't be able to familiarise themselves when, when they hear the call? So it's easy done, it's just... In the Racing Australia form guide, just have it there phonetically how you want the horse spelt, and we, we, don't, we don't have to worry about it. But we don't do things well a lot in racing, and that's one thing we, we don't do well. Wouldn't it cool, wouldn't it save a lot of pain, Darren, if that was just a, a, a rule of racing when it, you name a horse? It's just such a simple yeah. fix. So that when you buy a horse, the paperwork involved, it just goes on and on and on. It'd just be one more box to fill in. <laughs> oh, exactly. I mean, I, I've had owners um, take it upon themselves to reach out and and let us know what the pronunciation is. And I personally really appreciate it because I want to call the horse the correct name, but sometimes there's a doozy, it's a French name or something like that, and you just don't know how to say it. Sometimes it could be a play on words and... It would be wonderful if we could solve that problem, um, but we'll wait and there see. Was a, there was a good one a few years ago, an Italian one, Andiomo Fica. <laughs> it only yes. lasted for one start. Don't Google it, listeners. Don't Google it. Yeah, that one slipped what through. About, what about that? Uh, remember that horse of good opens? Everyone wanted to call it Wagner when it was Wagner. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we solve all the big issues here on Behind the Gates. We might try and interview someone next week from Racing Australia and find out why that can't be done, boys. But uh, let's talk about this meeting. And uh, the Golden Rose is where we've got to start, guys, because um, we could spend the whole show talking about this. Gee, it's a race, Davo. I mean, um, Cylinder, he's got the run to the Rose form, which typically is the right lead-up, but rules are being broken this year. King Colorado coming through the wait-for-age winks. Shinzo running in the race first up. It's uh, a real beauty. Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating race, isn't it? Um, look, I think there's going to be a couple of really good horses out of it over further, but in terms of the more 1,400 here, still waiting for one to really put their hand up and say, I'm absolute A-grade plus, and... I'm not sure one has yet. Um, look, it's, it's got all the different angles, though, for a, a great betting race. There's no doubt about that. Oh, it's, it's fascinating. What do you do with Shinzo? I just don't like the setup, guys. I know he's a champion trainer, and he, I'll probably sit back later tonight and go, how could you possibly doubt him? But he hasn't trialled for a while. He's first up 1,400 metres. I mean, I must admit, I don't really understand the tactics. We hear Giga Kick's going to miss the premiere and go straight into the Everest. We hear... Bogo Magic is going to miss today, of course, and go into the Cozzy. But for me, guys, it's like going into an NRL or an AFL Grand Final without a run with a practice match. Like, you need this toughening up, I think, because there's such high-pressure races. I, I think the season, you know, the real toughening fitness you only get in races is what concerns me with Shinzo here. So I've got to be a little bit against him. Um, I come back to Cylinder just having the perfect lead-up. He's had the two runs. They've had him going to be peaking on this day where a lot of these others are Caulfield Guineas, you know, King Colorado's probably your, your, your sort of 1,600, 2,000. Militarised, I think, your Fox Blade horse. And, um, so I just wonder whether he's the one on the spot today, gets the right run, Nash board. He should have won the run to the Rose easier. I don't love that lead-up, but I'm just left with him getting the right run and the one peaking today where I think a lot of the others are either inferior form or just just a little bit you know next maybe next run rather than this so yeah it's a fascinating race though there's so many possibilities to it there's 
probably only about four that I'd completely pen, and then I'm sort of left with eight. Uh, it's going to get complicated uh, at quaddy time. But I've settled on militarise. Primarily for the draw, I think you'll just get such a great run on the fence all of the way through and a rails-hugging ride by Joe up the straight. And Joe was able to win the two Group 1s on Militarise back in the autumn, the size produce and then the champagne stakes. So Militarise is my pick. I'm really, really worried about the draw uh, with Shinzo. I just don't know where he's going to end up. Who knows after the race or so, isn't he? One of the world's best. Ryan Moore gave it, gave it the run of the race. Uh, I'm just not sure where he's going to sit. Cylinder, I think, will be in the right spot. I think he's ready for the 1400 metres now. King Colorado, I wouldn't want to say no, uh, but he's going to be giving them a pretty big start. Loved his trial at Roundwick. They really made him do the chasing there, and he did. He looks like a really nice horse, King Colorado. Uh, I think Moravia's got the option to lead or leaders back. NCAP, it could be a chance. Butch Cassidy's probably the other leader in the race. I think Butch Cassidy's had his chances now. Uh, Nadal will probably have to go right back at the start and ride for luck on the fence. Um, not rating snapback or general salute. Then the bottom one, Charm Stone. Very interesting uh, filly here. Wow. Um, I think it's more a race. I just want to sit back and enjoy it. Mm. But I will have something each way I'm militarised. What do you think, Hurls? What are they backing here? It's, it's an intriguing race in, in all aspects. Um, look, Cylinder's been popular throughout the week, but it's not surprising it's getting out slightly, 420 to 440. I think... Uh, Tim and the team would like to take Shinzo on. Um, I was just bold enough to say that it might start double figures, but believe it or two theory, if that's going to happen, they just can't. They can't lay it if there's so much money going on it. It's just just simple mathematics. Militarised has been popular. Um, Don Corleone. It, it's it's a fascinating race uh, dollar wise. We had a lot of bets yesterday for Charm Stone. Uh, and that has continued somewhat this morning. And as I said, yeah, militarise is another one they've come for in the last 24 hours. Now, ever since I've been punning, uh, just a, a staple rule has always been if a horse is coming out from weight for age, back out of weight for age, well, that's the way you go. And, yeah, personally, because King Colorado uh, ticks that box, that's the way I'm headed. But, you know, it, nothing would surprise um, one thing that hasn't really been mentioned this week, guys, is, I mean, Shinzo owned Cylinder in the Golden Slipper. Does that mean anything, Dave? Because I know now they're older horses, you've got to make the next step, blah, blah, blah. But he always struck me as a horse that would be better at three, Shinzo. Yeah, but it's a bit like uh, the Heritage, we'll get to that later, but it's a bit like Osmosis owning Royal Tribute last preparation as well. It's all good, but it's, it's grand final day and, and it's... Shinzo's gone five lengths or four lengths better than he's ever gone in his life on that day. Did he just get the, the dream run and overachieve, or is he the real deal that will go on with it on three? I mean, you could argue either way, but I think to counteract all that in both races, the Heritage and the Golden Rose, is the setup. You know, I don't think he's set up to run a peak today where he was in the Golden Slipper, where Cylinder is, because he had the two beautiful lead ups. He had everything go right, where, I mean, just. I haven't had a trial for a month and and, uh, and Shinzo's first up 1400. It just doesn't feel the right setup for a horse to go. I'm going to run an absolute peak figure here, even though, you know, it'd be worth a lot for him to do that. So I get what you're saying, but I think Cylinder's set up better to run better than uh, Shinzo today. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, I think you're mad if you think Cylinder, uh, sorry, if you, if you think Cylinder, uh, Shinzo isn't, uh, isn't there to run very, very well. I mean, Waller... Uh, 
Be careful, doubting the great trainer, Davo. Be careful. Yeah, but as I said, it, it's match practice. And in these high-pressure races, in the grand finals, it's like, as I said, it's like a footy player not having a, having a run for three or four months, playing a couple of practice matches back in the VFL and then coming into the AFL grand final and expecting him to be best on ground. It, it, it can happen, sure, but they've got to be a lot better than the others. And I, I just... Uh, not backing a horse like that's going to going to hold you in good stead more, more times than, than enough. And sometimes you'll get it wrong, but I think long time, the probability says he's, he's not going to run a peak today. Mm. Text about NCAP, guys. Uh, Davo, what's your thoughts on him? Has he... Uh, it could be Dylan Gibbons' first uh, or second Group 1 winner if he's able to get NCAP home, but he, he comes out of what you would think is a weaker form line. I found it really hard to assess him because he comes off a really good rating race last time out and fastly run and and then he, he kicked home nicely and got the sweet run. Just, you know, you just got a little query on, on the form line and, and what he's been doing. You know, it wasn't so long ago that he was, was struggling to get past the Vampires in a, in a maiden at Warwick Farm, even though the run was great. So I'm going to say no, but I, I, I wouldn't totally rule him out the way he's going. Darren, any field for NCAP here? He can, he's a strong finisher. Yeah, I haven't got him in my top four or five here, but I'm certainly not disrespecting him either. He's just one of what I thought was eight legitimate chances in the race with the right run. Mm. Hurls, anything finally to say on the rose? Uh, it's just going to be interesting to see who actually gets a nod as far as favouritism is going because they're spreading their loves around somewhat. Um, yeah, at this stage, yeah, Cylinder's the favourite, but, you know, way it's going, Shinzo, even uh, down the bottom there, Charmstone and Militri. So, yeah, very, very interesting. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, too, how Shinzo parades. I mean, if it plays up and it's a bit culty or what have you, you know, it could get out as well. Just on pronunciations earlier, a listener letting us know that his mates, it drives him mad, they call Morfittville Morpethville. <laughs> They're on the wrong track there, Darren. They need to go back to grammar school. Uh, <laughs> someone, uh, someone in the press room at Warry Farm said on Wednesday when we got in there, uh, where, where, "Where's Capalaba?" I said, "What?" And I turned around and I looked Calabar. at the screen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, has anyone seen my sunglasses? I lost them last week at Ramwick. They're MIA. I was having too good a time, Darren. <laughs> yeah, there were numerous sightings around um, around the eastern suburbs on Sunday, possibilities. Yeah, all false. Like the abominable uh, the snowman. The rain exists. <laughs> exactly. Can't find them. Anyone? Somewhere. Where are they? Who's got them? Uh, Shannon Stakes, guys. Race number seven. Waterford. He's been gelded, Darren. Ooh. Has it uh, done the trick with him? He used to lay in a bit and not really have a go, I think, uh, sometimes. But he looked pretty good first up. I thought his effort was super. Yeah, his run was uh, really good there first up. There's no denying that. His last win, though, was in benchmark 78. And here he is in the in the group two today. I have to say it's a really shallow race. I just kept looking at it and it took me forever to, to make a decision. Uh, I sort of balk at, at taking the favourite odds about Waterford. And then I look at the others. Cepheus over 1,500 metres right in the market with the booking of Nash. Not even really sure if this is the, the right race, but he maps really well. In Crosstalk, the third pick, its first up run was deplorable. Mm. Um, but he, you'll probably get a much softer lead today. What happened to him, Darren? He... Well, there didn't seem to be any excuses. The track might have just been too firm. Yeah. Well, so but... things won't be too much better today. Mm, exactly right, Brad. 
So I've, um, then I keep looking at Kerwin's lane, his last five runs, group one, group one, group one, uh, wait for, big wait for age race in Eagle Farm and the group two Theo Marks, I think, oh, right. He's always been better second up Kerwin's lane. He loves the dry tracks. Here's my good value bet in the race, Kerwin's lane each way. Nice one, Darren. I wasn't. Uh, I, I meant wasn't calling you Brad by mistake there. I was trying to move you on prematurely. I apologise. <laughs> I apologise, Darren. Now we'll go to Brad uh, for his thoughts on the race. Well, I, I, I don't mind Darren's thought there around Kerwin's Lane. You know, he's got that really good run uh, against Ellsberg. He going back a while ago, fifteen hundred metres, and it's that sort of that different bit of value selection in the race. I, I landed on Waterford just because I, I think he. Just got that turn of speed that might get him out of trouble from back in the ruck. He, he did want to lay in, I think, the last 20 metres again. Watch Stewart's vision. I thought he did start wanting to duck in a little bit late. But, I, look, I, I think he can only improve off that off the long break. He, I, I didn't think he set up that well to run well fresh, and he, he overachieved for mine. So I, I think second up now, 1,500, that seems his happy place at Rose Hill. A 50% winning strike rate here. I'll lean with him, but I agree the likes of, of Kerwin's lane and got to be... a. A terrific chance here. Um, he, he, you know, he's going to set up well with the with the run under his belt too. So I can I can definitely see him running well. But Hills, I just want to know: uh, did the tab traders have an early Christmas party yesterday or something? Because uh, Waterford and about three other favourites on the Rose Hill card at late yesterday afternoon, they all just went 260 to about 220, 230. I thought the tab traders must have went. Nah, we don't want to take anything more. Let's go to the old uh, Christmas party and we'll worry about it tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, a bit early for a Christmas party, but um, if there's any out there, I'll still attend. Um, yeah, well, again, I'll sort of come back to the fact that, you know, if you want to take it on, but you can't if there's so much money. Like, I was sitting here yesterday afternoon into the early evening, and these favourites, oh, some of the favourites in Melbourne, you know, your red cards and your manables, et cetera, they're just absolutely off the charts. It's off the back of money. So there's only so much they can do. Um, I'll tell you what we've written money for today in that race. I don't like it myself, but Brad Gray, a better expert than me, or better judge than me, uh, is New Mandate. Uh, it's still $14, but you know, we've just written another 500 on it. So when you look at um, Waterford, just reiterating, when he won that last race here at, uh, about a year ago, mm. that was a rating of 78. Then he ran a fifth in an 88, second in the Ajax, and then his rating went from 85 to, to 96. And here he is 97 now. He's, he's nearly 20 points higher than when he won his last race here. There's nowhere for a horse like this to hide now, and I, I just I can't take 260 about a horse that's going up so high in the handicap without actually having won. Mm. Just back to the Christmas party, Hurls. Um, you, <laughs> you'd be keen to go to the tab one, would you? No. Probably uh, <laughs> suggested to me that I don't attend after. Mate, it's in uh, 2004, so uh, yeah, I'm a paper's a mark. You, uh, mate, you know what? I do have a bit of a You ruined my joke, that. then. You ruined my joke. I had a punchline. I was setting oh, you well, up. Was I was oh, just going to say, you're assuming you'd be invited, Hells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I actually had a little bit of a theory about um, Christmas parties, whilst, um, I don't know, maybe it's an age thing or what have you. But Free for all. Christmas is such a, uh, yeah, quicker. Uh, Christmas is such a busy time that, yeah, I'd sort of get to have 
beers uh, intermittently with people from work during the year, and often my best mates I don't see, so I sort of use that time to, to catch up with them. Anyway, there you go. You got another story for us this week? <laughs> nah, no, nah, sure. Oh, well, I have, but um, no, nah, I've been tapped on the shoulder. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't mind going to make a cup of coffee. For us. Dave, you got a story for us this week? Anything? Not really. I've just got Phil uh, calling himself an expert a couple of minutes ago. And, yeah, and, did, uh, you notice, did, you, did you notice I actually uh, I did pull myself up about that? But I'm not the sure. So, I'm also, to be. What I do recall. Best friends left because he, uh, because he said that, you know, he, he catches up with them at Christmas. I'm just one of those. He's been with during the year. So, yeah. My question for you, Hills, as I recall the key part of the story when we got to the end of it, the bill was 230 yeah, you left, you paid three hundred, so it was a seventy dollar tip. Correct. That was after that was after a good day at the races. Correct. How but, generous were you last Saturday well, night at no, the restaurants? Let's put it into context. Also, we're talking twenty years ago, because as I said, a part of the story, if you were listening, uh, was oh, that when I got go home, back. I had to get the phone book out because it was pre-mobile phone days. So we're going back twenty-five years. So seventy dollars, it's pretty pretty generous. Probably a couple hundred these days. Now we can bet on our phones, boys. How good. What a, yeah, what a world exactly. it is. How good is it? Unbelievable. Uh, um, just a quick uh, one from Leighton here from Manly. Always a good texter. Uh, three certainties in life, boys. Death, taxes, and Davo whinging about the tab traders. <laughs> so, uh, Davo, don't forget who employs us, brother. Exactly. <laughs> well, you've got to keep them honest, don't we? I mean, come on. If we're not standing up for the punters, uh, that's, that's, what, that's, what our, that's what our job is as form analysts, is to, to be in the punters' corner. If you've you had it the other way, it'd be... Uh, be mocking me more, surely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this one from Steve uh, in Kincumber. Hi, Luke. Love the show. I just want to say I think you're huge. Is that a compliment, boys, or has he seen me? <laughs> I'm pretty small, Steve. I've got to say, uh, that might be our producer, Steve, with the uh, bowler phone just texting in, trying to build my morale up, boys. The old yeah, bowler sure. phone, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next race, uh, boys. Race number nine and Chalton Lane. A text about this galloper's chances today. Davo, is he a lock? It kind of feels a bit like Waterford, doesn't he? I mean, different race, but same sort of setup. Getting back, bad map, but maybe the turn of foot to get himself out of trouble. Again, I, I don't know if I want to be diving in without seeing the pattern of the day and whether you can get home down the outside I found it a fascinating race. I, I sort of got in there on top, but I, I wanted to sort of make cases for about five or six ruffies that I thought could could do something. You know, Kokoro here, toes on the nose, I thought could could improve second up. I even thought high court at 70s. If you're looking for a mad ruffie, this horse can show up and do something after a wide run there fresh. So I think he's the most likely winner, but I think there's about four or five others that... that could easily bob up at sort of double figures. Um, I found it a bit of a trap race, and I think Patton's going to be key. Mm, Darren? I think what really... Um, boost his chances, Charlton Lane, that the pace should be good with Four Valor, Journalism, Danish Prince, the trio to go forward and take it up. So I think the pace will be there to suit his run on style. I ended up going with Periol 11 just over Charlton Lane. I, I thought they were the two main chances. Uh, Vienna Princess trialled um, last week, went all right. And Lock Eagle uh, could benefit by the 1,400 metres here today. Um, not a race I really got my teeth into here, but I went Periol over Charlton Lane. 
Tell you what, Darren, if you go down today, mate, I'll go down with you because just about everything you've tipped, on, uh, I've got on top as well. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy. Uh, how are you uh, feeling uh, now, Darren? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what I initially did? I, I put number five on top for, for Vala. And then, <laughs> You're not then, sweet. I an, then I had another look at that uh, first up oh. at Ramwick and it was woeful. <laughs> and I thought, no, no. It was a bit like crosstalk. Yeah. And, uh, because I, it's still in the form guide five runs back, the second to think about it when it led. And I thought, oh, Clarky on, Clarky back in business today, he'll roll over. And I reckon he will lead for sure here for Valor. If it's a mad leader's track, I'd certainly uh, elevate it. Is there any chance of that happening, Davo, being mad leaders today, two-metre rail? Oh, look, it's always a possibility at, at Rose Hill, but two-metre rail I've got being pretty fair, so I, I think I think it'll be OK. I, I'd be more worried if it was sort of our six or seven. So I, I think it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be fair, but sometimes you do get it really fast and, and on speed at Rose Hill. Let's talk about race six, the golden pendant, and how far Espiona's going to win by, Brad. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> She was outstanding first up. It's an interesting one, guys. I read the Shields report, and I don't know if I'm being too harsh on Nash, um, because you said, you know, you want to hold this horse up and, and then give her a short sprint because she lays in. But, gee, if I was on her that day, I'd have been filthy because they only pushed the button at the 200, and she's got beaten three-quarters of a length in the last 50 metres. I know Sunshine in Paris is eased down, but she was absolutely motoring that last 50, and they've just ridden her so cold. and. One of my pet hates is, is when a horse isn't given a full sprint, and she clearly wasn't that day because her last 50 metres, she was just sprouting wings. I think it's a... It's Can a I say something on that? Yeah. I just think, mate, because she lays in that... He, he couldn't get it to the outside earlier than he wanted to. You could see... Could, I might have to have another look at the video, but I thought that he was sort of trying to get it to the outside and she was running in a little bit behind horses. Well, she has been like that for a fair yeah. chunk of her career. I think she's well, like that when she let down, though. Let, mm. You know, when she let down, and she, uh, I, I think the, the reading the stewards report by memory, it was more holding her up and, and sort of not okay. exposing her too early with that with that laying in factor. But having another look. Yeah, for me, I thought sort of got you know like you get out earlier, and, and I think she goes close to winning, to be honest. Um, so for me, I've got to be with her. But second up, she won last preparation. You always got that icky feeling because she does do a lot wrong. But I think she sets up well enough there today, and I think you know her main danger is the tissues. Probably the the sixteen hundred third up, even though it was really good there, fresh as well, um, and they got you the, the jury's out in some degree. So I think she picks herself, but you are still a little bit nervous because of her, her tendency to lay in and, and throw races away a bit. Mm. Until she won the Coolmore, I was, and I think Dave, uh, you agree with me as well at the time, that um, she was better off in Melbourne, on a Melbourne way of going. But, um, yeah, it still has that tendency to, to lay in. But, um, yeah, I think Brad uh, Gray said during the week um, that the fact that Nash has had a ride on her um, means she'll be, he'll be more familiar with it. Man, it was just shot out of a cannon the last hundred. You're right, but check out the head-on, Davo. I see what you mean. He, to describe it for our listeners, he was conserving ground on the bend, and he was following Sunshine in Paris. Then he sort of just conserved ground to her inside, and then when he wanted to come to the outside, horses in front of him, that being Nash on Espiona, they were just shifting out at the same time, and he, he was just trying to angle her out, angle her out, but she was laying in a little bit, so. I think it was there were a few contributing factors that didn't allow him to get to the outside of horses as quickly as he would have liked there, guys. 
perhaps. But I, mm. I but I take your you point as well. Out there at the I, top of the straight. Yeah, I take your point. Get out the top of the straight, then it's then it's sort of a, you know you're out already. But maybe that's exposing it yeah. too early. But I, I prefer horses to to use their full sprint. I think J Mac does it really well in that he he uses a horse's full sprint, and J Mac can get caught on the line on a horse because they're all out and he's gone early. But I prefer going early than going too late because at least when you go early. You use a horse's full sprint. There's nothing worse than going late and having a horse that's still got a 150 metre sprint, but it's, the race is over. Mm. Yeah, I get what does you're saying. Diamond, does Diamond Dealer lead this field up? Yes, I think so, Darren. Yeah. So Dazzling, see, Diamond Dealer's drawn one, so Dazzling two, so Dazzling won't be there early. Espiona's got three. Can Nash get straight over on the fence and get behind Diamond Dealer, get leaders back? I think he can. What do you think, Brad? Well, if you can, that's the other key I think that we probably haven't touched on today is we know she lays in, so she's going to love the fence, right, because mm. she can't lay in anymore. So if they can find the fence and and one pops off in, on the turn and she's sort of on the rail and just following it, that's going to really help her too. We saw that in the in the Coolmore and races like that when she was back down on the inside. So I think the low draw actually helps her, but those types of horses, is uh, another one that comes to mind. If, if one does get in front of them, then they kind of need to come out and get back to the fence a bit too. So we'll, we'll see how that pans out. And he'll have Armour outside of him, more likely Darren on Zoo Gotcha, and I guess he won't be easy to shove out of the way. That could be one other angle. Uh, that's right, yeah. I was banking on Espiona just taking the rails run uh, up mm. the straight if it, if it provides itself. And just not sure about Zoo Gotcha now. Is she ready to, to go on with it, go on with the job? Because she was in the right part of the going there in the Scirocco and I thought she wasn't really attacking the line like a horse you want to see going up in trip next time. Well, it's D-Day today and Chris Waller put his hands up on our program this morning and said, look, we've got a distances wrong all preparation. 11-12 uh, has been too short. And I'm expecting her to improve today, Darren, out to her preferred trip of 1,400 metres. But jury's still out for mine a little bit. I, I want to see her show us that she's really come back and can mix it with these top mares. Yeah, I think this is the right race for her today. Mm. Just whether, and I'm not too concerned about the first two runs because, as you say, they're just the wrong distance. Yeah, exactly. She'll get every possible today, I would have thought, Brad. Mm. Zoo got yeah, you. Yeah, D-Day, I agree. Absolute D Day today because fork in the road moment for a prep because you can make those excuses. But even making those excuses, I'm kind of with Darren. I go the other day, yeah. you should have still done a bit more. Yeah, I know. Um, because you were to 1200 sticking up. I know. Well, we talk about Despiona's uh, finish there. What about the other one that had the checkered passage of tissue? It looked like she was just charging into the race at about the 125, and then she got right up the back of the horse in front, checked off heels, and still flushed through the line. Is, is she a chance? Terrific chance. Yeah. She's got to be because, you know, I, I think another point with her is she seems to be jumping better this time. And, uh, you know, you, you line up her run with Espiona and it was probably just as good. My only concern mm. with her is get back, not a lot of speed. And I just feel like she might be the the ready, the one to explode third up mile soft track somewhere rather than just the map today. That was my only concern. But if you line up their runs, she was absolutely sensational first up. Hells, um, what price um, is Espiona now, mate? Espiona uh, is now two fifteen. I'll tell you what, I need to point out to you, we've got a new favourite in the Golden Rose, and it's King Colorado. It's into three ninety. Wow, uh, six dollars this morning. What did I say? Four. I think I said four eighty one ten minutes ago. It's now into three dollars ninety. Well, so I don't know what's oh, happened there because I'm, oh, I'm just Hang looking on. at the trade. Um, yeah, mm. into yeah, <laughs> into three dollars ninety. <laughs> 
<laughs> Darren, what's happened? Oh, uh, sounds like someone's uh, little one's in there fiddling with the buttons today. <laughs> 480 into 390, stop it. He'll pop back uh, out shortly, just stand yes. by. Stand I don't by. want to criticise, I don't want to criticise the tab traders again. <laughs> oh, Dave, are you going to start for it'll but I will. Like, come on, it's, it's the whole 480 to 390, some smarty fact, and it'll be back out in the 460 in about three seconds. No, Davo, yes. I'll let you know. Yes, stand Six dollars. Six dollars at half past seven this morning. Mm, mm. All right, that's the Golden Rose. By the way, there was one text uh, followed up on Davo's comments um, of Shinzo, uh, a listener uh, agreeing to a point. I don't think Davo was as negative as this, but uh, one listener suggesting Shinzo lay of the day. Um, Armour gave it a peach in the slipper, but will need to be even better today, the ride, if it's to even finish top three. So uh, that from Leighton in Manly in regards to Shinzo there in that Golden Rose. One little segue text, guys, um, uh, from a listener here. No name on this one, but I wonder what Hurls' early crow for the 2025 Melbourne Cup will be today, boys. <laughs> and load up on alligator blood. <laughs> there you go, Hurls. Oh, mate, that was a couple of weeks ago. Jeez, I let it go. <laughs> We've got to get you on task, buddy. Uh, We're trying to get yeah. you on task. <laughs> I think I'll stick to, I, I will be uh, I will be sticking to the script today, as you know. Yes, you will. We'll do our early crows in the next 10 minutes or so. Five minutes till the multi will go live, punters. So if you want to get involved, uh, we will release our legs shortly. Just one final text to round off on the Shiraco, and that's in regards to She's a Belter. Anyone give She's a Belter a chance from this listener? Uh, $14 looks fat off that trial, Brad. Mm. I just didn't think today, but it wouldn't surprise me... I just think maybe building into the press something else in, in mind rather than today, but I could be wrong. Um, she's a nice horse, but I just didn't think today. Okay, Darren. Yeah, she switched yards um, from the Snowdens over to Annabelle Neesham and tried well on the home track. I, uh, I certainly wouldn't want to pot her. Um, but it's race six, so it's not a quaddy leg. Yeah, very interesting runner. Mm, you're a trial man, Darren. You would have seen that trial. Yeah, it, it, it was nothing flash, but it was it was good work. Yeah, 1,200-metre trial, too. I always wonder about the depth mm. of those sometimes, guys. You usually get a lot of stayers in those, and uh, it can be fake news. All right. <laughs> uh, this one, I, I like this. Uh, hey, guys, I've seen Tab's promo of Brad Gray on the golf course. Any chance we might see something similar out on the boat with Davo? That from Tony in Narara, Davo. They want to see a bit of the great man out uh, in his natural habitat doing a bit of fishing. Mate, they're always welcome, but I haven't got the call up yet. So I've seen a, I've seen a few around the, the joint. I think, uh, yeah, look, if I get the call up, they're more than welcome out on the boat. But uh, I think Brad Gray, you know, he's got, the, he's got the look, doesn't he? I mean, I've got the balding hair at, at, at 36 and don't really have the look going. Where Brad Gray's got the old beard, he's got the full head of hair, he's got the look. Where on the uh, on the ugly Brad, I think so. Uh, probably probably found the order in terms of getting a bit of social <laughs> media content out. Why? Why? You're such a handsome man. That could bring the viewership up, Dave. <laughs> I might have to go get the hair transplant. But yeah. I can talk <laughs> Make sure you wear the hat out on the boat, brother. Don't want you getting sunburned. <laughs> Uh, thanks to Laura from Mudgee for her text as well. Send him a, an email for me, Laura. Appreciate that one. Let's uh, have a listen to our legs this week. Uh, we go round the grounds with our multi. Uh, guys, we're off a win. Congratulations on your outstanding efforts last week, and I believe the punters panel got the chocolates as well. So congratulations to all our listeners who took the multis last week, both of them saluting. 
So we'll put Dicko under a little bit of pressure this week. Darren Flindell, what's your leg? Yeah, what was it? Three out of the four won last week, and he mm. went once my once again my girl who had to contend with Derry Grove. Oh. Wasn't that? Well, that's weird. probably one of the the coziest highway wins I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, was it what? And boys, <laughs> we got a highway leg up, listeners. Look at that, hey, you little beauty, a highway leg in the multi, and ding, a mm. successful one, Darren. We're back in the highways. But we shan't be going down that avenue today. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, mate? Kerwin's Lane, race seven. I think that will just get a lovely run off the back of the speed there. And off his rating at 106, I think this is his real opportunity to bounce back. I know he hasn't done a great deal in a while, but he's just been at the highest level. And this is a pretty shallow group two today. So race seven, number one, Kerwin's Lane. Love it. Uh, Darren Flindell, just before Brad Davidson delivers his leg, this one from Matt on the text line. Love the Hurls value picks. Davo, the dollar ten man, needs to lift. We want value, lads, from Matt Davo. Uh, look, I'm happy to take the shorty again this week because <laughs> you boys had already uh, gone with all some generous prices. So I thought, well, I'll just go with Fiona. That'll do us. And don't forget, value's at the top end of the market. Uh, the favorite. That's where you get your best value. <laughs> all right, Fiona for Davo. What are you doing, Hurls? Yeah, I've gone Tazarel, not double figures this week, but, um, yeah, I really like the form around uh, Just Fine. I think stepping up the 1900, back on a good track, looks very safe to me. Lovely, mate. And speaking of safe, no one's safer than uh, El Marlo this week, gentlemen. We've got Royal <laughs> Tribute in race four, the Heritage Stakes for my leg, straight to the front, and dead set, he'll be uh, he'll be nearly winning, let alone running top four. It'll be an easy watch for us, punters. So, Hells, That's a great race. It's a ripper, Darren. We'll talk about it mm. next, too, guys. Uh, we desperately need to talk about that heritage because it's a beauty. So, Hurls, what price and what are our legs this week? Okay, our legs are race three Tazarel, race four Royal Tribute, race six Espiona, race seven Kerwin's Lane. We're going with $4 this week, maximum bet of $50. It is now open under sports and today's offers on the website or racing and racing offers on the which is the best in the business. So be quick. It is open and it has been selling like hotcakes. How good's that, uh, Darren? Uh, the punter's getting involved. Yeah, I'm just trying to get involved myself here. <laughs> <laughs> right, I found it. Great stuff, Darren. We'll let you get sorted. We'll let you get sorted. Let's go to this Heritage Stakes, guys. And before our early crows for this week, we will uh, talk about this race. Oh, Davo, this is just succulent. Uh, this is just succulent, this race. Uh, what, a, what a wonderful feel. Best race today, including the Golden Rose for mine. I just think it's a beauty, and I'm really excited to see what a couple of these can do. Uh, Royal Tribute, just I know he only won a maiden there the other day, but he absolutely smashed the clock, and he's got the setup, doesn't he, with the run under his belt. They can roll along and, and try to take osmosis out of his comfort zone, but how good is osmosis? I mean, he's two from two. The rating when he beat Royal Tribute at Ramwick was one of the best ratings of the two-year-old for the season. My only little knock is Bjorn Baker's, I don't know what it is, but just the last couple of months, they're just getting beaten a lot first up at short odds, and whether they're just leaving that bit more improvement in them. I know he's about minus 20% POT the last two years with first up horses, so they might just be better second and third up. That's what the stats are telling me, so I'm just a little wary, but I think he's got that class to overcome mm. it today, and I'm with him narrowly, overall tribute. I think Celestial Legend, I think if they got him up earlier... He might have been the Golden Rose horse, but obviously they've got different targets for him. I'm not sure today's his day 1100, but I think he's a very exciting horse. And I think he's the one with the flashing light on that we're going to all be talking mm. about out of the race. 
and it wouldn't even surprise me to see Chris Dilley bounce back because <laughs> she's a Group 2 winner, don't forget, and she did everything wrong the other day. I think they'll fly here. That'll allow her to get into some sort of rhythm because she over-races. And if she does, she's got a lethal turn of speed too. So great race, race of the day for me. Yeah, it's a ripper. And, Darren, just before you go, the the roles are reversed this time in the meeting of Osmosis and Royal Tribute. It was Royal Tribute first up meeting Osmosis, who'd had a run last time they met, but this time mm. Royal Tribute's had the run under his belt and Osmosis is fresh. Does that mean anything here? Well, uh, when I did go back and watch that replay, what sort of stood out to me that Osmosis is a really big, strong horse. Mm. It looked like he towered over Royal Tribute uh, that day. So that was back in June. Um, I think he's a really smart cult, Osmosis. He, he was trialling like a superstar before he went to the races and he won easily at Gosford and then beating Royal Tribute. The way he's been working leading up to this... It's, sensational work. I think he wins um, and as Brad said the flashing light really is going to be Celestial Legend. Um, I've got no doubt about that. The way he surged through the line late in his trial here at Rose Hill and the way he won his two-year-old race earlier in the year, he looks like a really nice horse himself and then you've got Royal Tribute. I just wonder now that the tab of locked in bonus notches mm -hmm. last night so that's another slot taken um, there's only a few left, and just assuming Godolphin, you know, they've got In Secret and, and Cylinder and Shinzo for Coolmore, then there's sort of only one more slot open. And I just wonder if that final position will be decided out of this race today. Mm, um, any thoughts on Barber, guys? Uh, James Cummings seems foolish about him, that he, he's training really well and everything, but I don't know. I thought he was a little bit overrated, to be honest, last preparation, and... Uh, I'm sticking to that until I see something else. You know, we've seen the, the little bros and some horses from that blue diamond come back and, and not set the world alight. Don Corleone wasn't great first up. So I'm I'm saying no until I see different because I, I had him in the overrated categories of C-Rob. Yeah, he's been, uh, he's been entered and scratched several times. Like that um, trial now was almost a month ago. In fact... Uh, more than a month, five weeks ago uh, at Ramwick, and we didn't learn much there because he was given such a quiet time. Yeah, I don't know. From the draw, I'd prefer to leave him alone. I think we're focused on the, the winning chances. Oh, Darren, really hard against Barber. He's not a winning chance, according to Flindell. Hells. I think Royal Tribute may even start favourite here based on the money. It's 250 osmosis, Royal Tribute 280. And normal well, Barber's been popular. It's still keeping it at that $9 chance. Um, but yeah, dollar wise, it's been well tried. Celestial Legends, really soft, actually. Barely written a bean for it. Uh, text for you, Darren. Gents, I'm a little disappointed at the lack of gloating today about Osbred Flirt from last week. Darren, you tipped it on top, so did Duff and Brad Gray. This listener. I had a little bet on it and had a very good day as a result. Mike the banker. So, come on, Darren, give yourself a bit of a pump up. We're at 20 to 1, uh, if you don't mind, last week. Yeah, that was clearly the highlight of the day. I think at the at the end of the segment, I put a best bet out just fine, and that was my roughie for the day, Osbred Flirt. So it was good to get one home. And um, the man in the saddle is just killing them, uh, uh, Tyler Schiller. Yeah. Outstanding ride. There wasn't much room there, and he just waited and waited and... Whoosh. Didn't he what? It was uh, great to watch. Trouncing those Victorians, all those short price Victorians in the race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that, uh, we'll do our early crows shortly uh, and discuss that. Uh, 
this uh, listener has uh, thrown a lobster on your multi today, guys. Best of luck to you all. That's from Fingers. Fingers, what's your early crow this week? <laughs> Davo, you were very upset a few weeks ago when Fingers uh, went outside the guidelines for his early crow. <laughs> Well, I was he one that followed the hills. Oh, uh, you were blowing up. 2.8. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Um, this this here now, this has got to be probably, as long as I've been doing the show, this has got to be my favourite text message that's ever come through. This is, a, this is a gem. Listen to this, boys. Good morning, gentlemen. And this is Amelia who's texting in. Good morning, gentlemen. My husband listens to your show every week and he sits here writing down every tip and texting in every five minutes. Can you remind him to mow the lawn, please, when the show <laughs> finishes? <laughs> that's great. I think that's Sven from Greenpoint. So, Sven, you've got orders, brother. When you're finished uh, listening to the show this morning, get out there, mate, and keep the missus happy. Mow the lawns. Apparently, they're six foot high, Sven. So, there you oh. go, boys. <laughs> what about that, Darren? <laughs> oh, be snakes everywhere. Yeah, cut, the, cut that grass, Sven. I oh, know. Victor the grass cutter. <laughs> Time for the early crows, boys. On Racing HQ. Hey, it's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. Don't worry, don't worry. It's never too early. The early crow. <laughs> it's never too early. Early crow time. Welcome back for another week. Uh, let's see how we went last week. Um, I'll go first. I went head to head with Hells. He said Fangirl was the lay of the day. I said I think it can overcome the bad map and all of that. So I get a bump bump. <laughs> And Andrew Hurley, you get a ding. Beautiful. <laughs> Darren Flindell, how did you go last week? I was risking the last favourite caboo. <laughs> it's scraping my <laughs> nose. So I think I, I get half a half a tick. No, no, no. Give him a bump. No. Oh. Only, only a little, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you were risking caboo. And he, Gaza oh. Blanca nearly got him, Darren. Nearly gee, they were, gee, they were great scenes, you know. Where it was a really good crowd at Roundwick last week. And the photo took a long time oh. to be decided. And you could just see the tension building up down on the lawn and in the grandstands. And when the number went up. <laughs> big roars and big uh, sigh of disappointment as well. <laughs> oh, I was one of those punters who went up, Darren. I was very happy he scrambled home. It saved my day, Davo. How did you go last week? Saved me too. Uh, look, I said the the, uh, the bubble will burst with Alcivo now. He was beaten six lengths, but I think he's just getting out now. So uh, what do you do with that? We'll give you a tick. Yeah, we'll give you a with tick. With an asterisk. What a, okay, yeah, Davo. The biggest moral you've ever seen. <laughs> I'm with you, Wait, That was a shocker. Davo, what happens if he gets out? Does he win? Oh, I think he does. <laughs> <laughs> That's the baddest I've seen, actually. Oh, boys. Uh, there were a few last week. It's a get the nature of big fields. So, mm. so Davo was right in the saying that... <laughs> Altivo would get beaten or his bubble would burst, but his bubble just might not be burst yet, Davo, because... I agree, I agree. I think that's a... Unfortunately, I think I've done what I hurled here and it's one we can't decide today, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a point too, Davo. Stay on task, mate. Stay on task. What's <laughs> oh, doing? Dear. All right. Dear, dear. Our early crows for Rose Hill today, guys. Darren Flindell, what's your early oh, crow? I didn't know I still haven't made <laughs> up my mind because... <laughs> My best formula has been picking out big roughies, <laughs> and that's where I've been going well. Well, keep, keep uh, your powder dry. Do you want to keep your powder dry and go last? Prob yes. Yes. No, actually, okay. Now, the problem is I 
I do like uh, Kerwin's Land a bit. It's $11, and I like Cavalier Charles in the last $11, but I'm not sure that's, if that's big enough. I'm going to risk the favourite in the seventh, uh, Waterford, at, at the $2.80. He's the one I'll take on today. Yep, I like it, Darren. So Darren Flindell's early crow this week, Waterford. Brad Davidson, what's your early crow? Yeah, I've been uh, sort of flipping a coin go either way, and I think one of them's a bit of a soft option, so I'll go for the, the other one. But the, the softer option was Celestial Legend will will be the flashing light today and the horse that everyone's talking about, um, you know, come, come sort of Monday morning. But I think I'll go with how good a use winless, well, winning streak will end today. Uh, I was keener to take her on when Louis was in the race because he would have taken her on for the lead. But I just think they got the tactics wrong on Marquez the other day. They took off too late. That was the instructions from the stable due to a breathing problem, I think, in the mm, past. But mm. I think today they don't make that that, um, that that same tactic. I think they go a bit earlier, and I think he wins if they do. So I think she'll get uh, beaten today. Andrew Hurley, what's your early crow this week, brother? Well, it was going to be unspoken as the lay of the day. Uh, however, I'm going. Yeah, well, <laughs> he can't win. He definitely can't no. win, Hills. <laughs> I said I was going to. Uh, now, something that very, very rarely happens is favourites winning both. Uh, well, either or, really, uh, the midway and the highway. But I think that's exactly what will happen today. I think uh, Atmospheric Rock will win the highway, and the other favourite peace officer will win the midway. What price is Peace Officer now, Hurls? Two twenty-five. Wow. Um, Gee, we've written you know some what, bets on it too. I, you know, I, I thought. I think four forty was available the other day, and that that seemed to go right off. And I thought, oh, surely this has got to get out, but it's done nothing but shorten. Mm. Mate, I can tell week. you, I'm just looking at the figures. We have held taken more on it than any other runner on the card today thus far. Yeah, yeah I really like it. Yeah, I'm yeah, really I'm keen on Peace Officer, yeah. but I, I can't back anything at 220. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm trying to work out the strategy to make an earn out of it. Multis. Well, it doesn't look like it's going to get out, guys. I thought for sure he'd start a bit longer, but he's he's very popular, Peace Officer. Just take it in a multi with uh, Amenable in Melbourne. Yeah. Because uh, that'll be winning as well. Well, guess have what? You ever, Go Luke, have you ever seen a horse with Rodina and Samana form in a midway? That's my early crow, boys. Here's some interesting news that's uh, come through. It sounds like Giga Kick's going to be out of the carnival. What? Wow. Mm. What's happened? Not sure. Um, well, yes, that... Tune. Sounds like Giga that, Kick's coming out. That is very interesting because we've taken a bet of well, 1000 or 2000 on I Wish I'll Win in the last, what's that, uh, seven minutes ago. Where are you getting that from, Darren? Well, yeah, it's uh, on RaceNet. It's on RaceNet, guys. I've, I've got the article it's here. It's there, is it? Right, OK. Star Sprinter Giga Kick is out of the $20 million, the Everest. RaceNet can, can reveal that the Clayton Douglas Galloper has been ruled out due to a tore gluteal muscle suffered in the much-talked-about Group 2 McEwen Stakes at the Valley on September 9. I've done one of those, they hurt. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I won't read any further. Um, but now, I guess this uproar post-race makes more sense. There had to be more to it, considering the reaction. Mm. But he suffered an injury in that race, and obviously they're struggling to get it right, guys. So that is big, big news um, in regards to the Everest. Uh, Giga Kick is out of the race. Wow. Oh, most yeah, we've taken it, yeah, we've taken it down the market too, which makes... Uh, think about it now, the favourite at 4.20. I wish I win uh, 4.40. 
uh, and privatised into seven fifty in bonus notches at nine dollars. So yeah, that's huge news. Luke, you called to think about it yesterday at Ramick in the trials. Looks like he's flying. He's going Ooh. great, Darren. Now I've I've been pondering something, guys. Joe Pride has got private eye and think about it in the Everest. If he runs top two, say Joe Quinella's the Everest, would that be the most a trainer's ever earned in one race in history? Oh, I'd have to be. I've done the numbers, guys. Have a guess. Oh, for sure. Have a guess. How much? Oh, what's his, what's his percentage going to be? I believe the trainers get 10% when their horses win. Sure. They, I think they get 10% of the winnings. Um, I stand corrected on that. I know the jockeys get five. I'm pretty sure the trainers get 10%, guys. So how good's your maths, Aaron? I can tell you. Oh, I'm just uh, I'm just trying to think what the breakdown is. First and second prize money. Um, yeah, <laughs> Joe's going to have lots of new mates. <laughs> <laughs> if they run top two, Joe, based on my um, summation that it's ten percent, would take home nine hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Oh, get you a little one-bedroom unit somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sydney markets, Darren. You might get a little shoebox somewhere. But mm. what about that, guys? That that's an uh, that's unbelievable, isn't it? That's unbelievable. Nearly Very a million realistic. dollars. There was some stats put out during the week. I forget who it was from. And uh, they were talking, actually, Prudent Thoroughbreds put something out about the, why they don't basically go for two-year-olds and put out the percentage of, you know, winners and even those that make the make the uh, make it onto the track. The, the stats of Joe Pride, you could easily argue, is one of, if not... Just about the best trainer in the country. It would be strike rate and everything. He's just a fabulous trainer. Oh, when you consider uh, combine the purchase price of the two of them is one hundred and thirty-five thousand. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And so you guys obviously don't give a stuff about my early crow this week. <laughs> I didn't oh. hear it. I was overshadowed by these big news from Darren. What was it? Sorry, sorry. Darren, park your giga kick nonsense. We've got more important stuff to talk about here. My early crow, giga, thank you very more much. More giga clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? We were touching on it. Brad, you're right about these form lines. Peace officer. I've never backed a midway winner. But my early crow is that I'll be backing one today when I have my hard earned on peace officer because I think this wins, guys. I've been waiting for... Uh, the death to take a better price. I might, I might have to take my medicine here because uh, this is not softening up, Dave. Uh, well, I think now you probably have to just wait, don't you? To you have to, to yeah. right at the end and just see if you get a little bit of a drift. But yeah, he's um, he ran a sensational rating there first up, and as I said, third behind Rodina and Samana. If they were in this race, they'd been by six. So um, mm. yeah, he, he he sets up beautifully today. I was going to have him as the multi leg, but I didn't want to cop the criticism if we get a midway one thing. So I thought I'll go yes, the owner instead. Oh, I thought you were brave, David. No, no, I, no, no, I couldn't cop it. I think Ben the Knee could be a good option for the Quinella there. Outstanding first run at uh, Canterbury uh, when resuming, and I think. I'm not sure it was track record. It was def- They smashed the class record. It was very fast time with Body Bob winning. thought Ben the Knee could be a good Quinella option to try and extract some type of value. He's a $12 chance uh, against Agreed. Peace Officer. How many mates do you reckon stir their other mates up uh, just sending that into the group chat? Ben the Knee, boys, when are you going, you know, etc. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of time, boys. Best bets before we go, Darren. Yes, it's nearly debortally time, isn't it? Uh, value best, race 10, number one, Cavalier Charles will get the run of the race. Save it till after the calling, mate. Have a good day. Cheers, thanks, guys. <laughs> See you, Darren. Brad Davidson, your best.
Oh, look, I, I think uh, Peace Officer, I think Espiona and I think Marquez will all go close, but I don't think they're absolute standout either today. So, um, yeah, look, I think they'll all run well on a, on a tricky program. So we'll, we'll go those three to, to all run well and hopefully get the job done. Have a good day, mate. Thank you. There's Brad Davidson. Hurls, we're out of time, mate. Thanks for another week. Yeah, thank you, mate, for what's worth. Rainbell in the last of each way special, amenable. They won't see which way it's gone. And, mate, good luck to the Broncos tonight. Penrith, Ed, Ingham, how good were they last night? Unbelievable, unbelievable. I think it'll they be... Got, a... They almost got better. Oh, they're flying. I'm worried about uh, the grand final. Got to get through tonight with my you Broncos. Get through tonight. Anyway, we'll see what happens, mate. All right, mate. That's behind the gates. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? The Tab Everest, the world's richest race on turf. $20 million. Royal Randwick, Saturday, October 14. The Tab Everest, will you be watching? At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. Races 1 to 6 at Rose Hill, Caulfield and Toowoomba place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The Tab Adelaide Cup. Lua's running. Here we go. Stars will be born at the Tab Adelaide Cup. And racing. Exciting Group 1 Greyhound racing with live music from Mr Buzzy. Food trucks, Tab and Bars trackside. Plus, free kids entertainment. General admission is with gold coin for a great night out. For more info or to check out the hospitality packages, visit greyhoundracingsa.com.au. See you at the Tab Adelaide Cup, Friday, October 6, from 5.30pm. Think of the people who need your support. Gamble responsibly. Looking to take the next step in your career? Marcus Oldham's Advanced Diploma of Equine Business Management gives you the skills for a rewarding career in the equine industry. Open up unique opportunities across the world in racing, bloodstock, stud management, breeding, horse health and marketing. There are even pathways to higher academic study. Visit marcusoldham.vic.edu.au forward slash equine to discover why our students have such impressive employment prospects and love this course so much. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh, yeah. Looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see your local expert at Drummond Golf. This is Racing HQ with Luke Marlow on Sky Sports Radio. Time for the Debordley competition. Paul Ambrosola, good morning. Good morning to you, Lucas. Yes, we're behind time along the way here, but we give you the chance right now, as uh, Darren just pointed out, it's getting to Debordley time. We give you a chance of winning a twin pack of <clears throat> Windy Peak wine from the famous Debordley stable. And we always have nice, easy questions for you if we're doing a tip or the histrionics of things. The histrionics today, Luke, were fantastic. I mean, they really were. But I've got to tell you, 
my research, uh, my research knowledge took a took a breather this week. I, I just got too tied up and down and everything else. So yes, so we've gone back, uh, we've gone back a little bit to the easier style. Put all your phones on fast speed dial because everybody will know the answer to this question this morning. Uh, which is the best wine on the market? Dubois, of course, but that's not the question. Okay, to win a twin pack, you've got to be through first through on thirteen fifty three fifty three. Okay, so uh, here we go. To win the twin pack, I'm racing today at Rose Hill. What is my name? You know, we were around many years ago, but we sort of faded out for the uh, for the need of a more glamorous title to our art. And uh, then all of a sudden, in more recent times, I've seen a regurgitation of uh, of these people even though they've been there all the time. And, gentlemen, I'm sure you know who they are, because here is the clue. I always give, uh, on request particularly, a short back and sides. <laughs> that's, your, that's your question. You know the answer straight away, don't you? I, I actually do this one, BA. That's a good <laughs> one. This is a good one this week. It is a good one. It is a good one. It's a, it's a good one. It, it's do you know that's seriously. how I get my hair cut? I get the short back and sides, a little bit off the top, and just thin it out, and away we go. Yeah, it's just a short back and side. But they used to go under one name. I can remember an old black at Hunters Hill, you know, used to smoke in your ear while he coughed in your <laughs> ear. And, <laughs> and as long as he didn't swear in your ear. <laughs> All of that. And then, uh, and then, of course, they, they suddenly had fancier names along the way, but they've slid back to the old name now. We have a winner, of course. We can't, can't not have a winner of this. Mm. Um, as he says, he put up his hand and said, yes, we have. We've got a winner. Ray yeah. from Warrington Downs, is it, Nick? Warrington Downs. Ray from Warrington Downs, PA. I think we've had one winner or maybe two winners from Warrington Downs in our entire life. So if he's won... He has won, you know, how many years ago we started to do this along the way. Of course, the answer, and I've got to give you the answer because I conveniently forget it all the time, the answer is Barber, right? Short back and sides, Barber. And that's the way we go for the twin pack of Windy Peak wine. And don't forget, with Christmas coming up, it's a good idea just to put a couple of bottles of Windy Peak away every week. And come Christmas time, you're not diving into the shop and finding that all the other people have taken your favourite wine. Okay? So remember, Windy Peak, buy to buy to Bortley. And, of course, uh, you know you buy a good wine. There's three whites and three reds in the Windy Peak range. That's fantastic, is it not? And particularly when it doesn't burn a hole in your pocket to enjoy them. And I will be enjoying one today, I can assure you. It will be the white, it will be the Pinot Grigio, and I will be enjoying it whilst I listen to whatever I've back around. Okay? And that will be the, that will be the caper. Gentlemen... That uh, ends my segment tonight. I'm Paul Ambrose today. I'm Paul Ambrosoli, and this has been the Dubortley Quiz. Yes. You're a little you beauty, PA. <laughs> <laughs> See Please you next day. week. There he goes, Paul Ambrosoli with the Dubortley competition. Trading places next. Sports First up this morning, big news for our national sport, cricket. Cricket? The, Sorry, but our national sport what? is not cricket. Yeah, it's Aussie rules. No, it's rugby no, league. cricket was played first. Soccer's played the most. No, but... The, the, well, the world would argue yeah. it's swimming. We, we ski almost no as much as cricket. Sport is our sport, and it's all better on the Tab app. Tab. We're on. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
Isn't it time you got away from it all? Time to recharge with an Ambassador Travel Racing Getaway. Time to discover the magic of the Granite Belt wine country and head to the Stanthorpe Cup this October with Ambassador Travel and the Queensland Thoroughbred Owners Association. Your tour includes visits to historic Lyndhurst Stud, the beautiful Ballandina State Winery and the spectacular Queen Mary Falls National Park. Plus, country racing at its best for Stanthorpe Cup Day. Call Ambassador Travel today on 07 or visit ambassadortravel.com.au. exciting two minutes in sports. The very best of U.S. racing seven days a week. Looking at Lee, can't catch, always dreaming, who's the 143rd winner of the Kentucky Derby. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. On Racing HQ, Trading Places with senior trader Jay Huskell. Morning to you, Jay. Morning, Luke. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. What about this news? Giga kick out of the Everest. Yeah, it just yeah, caught us all by surprise, I think, and uh, we've just uh, reframed the market, gone up. Uh, think about it. Is your new Everest favourite just slightly over I Wish I Win? And uh, we got plenty out of them too this morning. I think uh, punters were on her a bit before us. What happens there? Because it was an all-in market, do punters who back Giga kick, do they do their cash? No, it's actually pre non market, and with all over respect, we refund them before they go if they don't make the final field. So, giga kick bets have just been refunded, and punters will be getting their money back. There you go, punters. So, if you're back, giga kick, you haven't done your cash, uh, you will get a refund there. Two metres, good four today at Rose Hill. Yeah, it's uh, sort of two to three rail range at Rose Hill. It's probably the fairest you get it, the fairest track you get at Rose Hill, but always your default position there is your. You prefer horses up on the speed. So we'll be looking after them and taking on horses out the back, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see horses running on today. Race one is the Tab Highway, Atmospheric Rock favourite here. Yeah, definitely be looking to take on this favourite, Atmospheric Rock. It's, it's You know what it does, it just gets back and runs on, always runs a flashing light race. and I think, uh, yeah, very easy horse for us to take on. Um, the formula for these highways seems to be just cattle the Matty Dunn horses. So Desert Miss is the second pick there. Uh, Nash on, but we probably prefer Al Ash Lad here. It's probably going to lead this race. And, uh, yeah, Adam, Adam Hieronymus on. He's a good front-running rider, so we'll keep it safe and probably look to lay the rest of the field, including the favourite here. Race two, bit of money for Peace Officer in this midway. Yeah, been a monster go all week. He opened up 4.40 into 2.25 now. It comes out of a... It was a, a five-horse field there at Wyong, but uh, obviously that was the race where J-Mac was uh, dislodged at the start. So technically a four-horse field. And it did, did win stylishly, strong late, nice trial in between runs here. But yeah, Barry A, it's just got no game speed. It'll be back in the back half of the field here. We probably prefer a horse here like Flying Destiny. He's the second pick in the race. Uh, it's got drawn barrier one. It's one of the first two to start the prep. And it'll be up there in, in the run. And even a horse like Bundina, fourth out here, barrier two, chance to go forward, Zach Cord jumps on. Yeah, I think there's a few chances here outside of the favourite, so we can take it on. Race three is over the 1,900 metres, and these have swapped around, Mark Quest, and how good are you? Yeah, just the way... Uh, the way it was run last start, obviously Marquez probably should have won the race and now I guess the two and a half kilo weight swing on it, it, it looks uh, very hard to beat. Barrier one again, it's just going to follow the, follow how good are you the, all all the way around and if it doesn't give it a head start at the top of the straight, it's, uh, it'll, it'll be very hard to hold out. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably have to keep we'll keep those two safe. I think I think the race is run on one with them and looks to take on the rest like Tazarel and Logan Line. 
race number four, and uh, this is the Heritage Stakes. Great field here. Yeah, I think we'll be seeing a, a couple of smart ones come out of this race. Looks a really nice field. Osmosis was the current favourite, 250. Uh, Royal Tribute, the second pick, 280. Coming out of that Hawkesbury race where he ran very hot time. And uh, I think that these two races against each other last preparation, and it was a, they've almost done a flip of the setup. So obviously, Osmosis caught a Royal Tribute that day with one run under his belt, whereas Royal Tribute today is going to catch him with a run under the belt. I think we prefer Royal Tribute. He's Barry Five. It's going to lead and get the right run. But I think Osmosis is going to get a run where he can just follow and stalk the whole way. I think I think those are the two. But Celestial Legends obviously still a smart horse, and we're keen to take on Bar. But it's it, it's prepar- his preparation reeks of a setback, and maybe the horse isn't going as well. But yeah, look at looking the cuddle Royal Tribute and uh, take on Osmosis. Race five, and this is the Colin Stephen. Yeah, Alibi is looking a little bit short to us now, $3.60. Uh, it looks a very open race. I don't think this horse is uh, going well enough for it to be $3.60 in a field like this. Verona was a flashing white run last start, uh, but again, could could potentially uh, see a similar run here. Arthur Baskin won very dominantly last start and somehow third pick at 480 And even a horse here like Sir Luke and that, $12. Again, it was a bit disappointing last time, but it's going to be up there on the speed. It'd be If it's fitting ready, it'll be hard to catch. So, yeah, probably looking to take on the favourite here. Race 6, the Golden Pendant. Espiona's on her way back out, 2.40. Yeah, we won't be chasing her too far out. She looks she looks to get the right run here. She was enormous last start, chasing Sunshine in Paris and, you know, looked really stylish. But she did just feet big there, but yeah, barrier three here, Nash on. It's just going to get the right run and uh, probably a bit keen to take on Zugotra. I think it's had, had, had every possible last half in, in the better going. And then a tissue, it was a similar story to Espiona. It was probably probably have, have a good run in the race, but she's probably looking for a mile out the 2,000. Instead, I think second up here, it's really going to suit Espiona. We're not going to chase her out with a market. We'll probably look, look to take on Zugotra here and maybe cuddle the tissue as well. What about race seven and uh, this race? Here's the Shannon Stakes. Yeah, it's not a vintage-looking race, but we're happy they're here to make Waterford LA the day. $2.90, best price anywhere in the market. Uh, I just think he's going to get back in the run, and he's just going to need a bit bit more luck than he than, uh, than he than he usually gets. And yeah, CPS has a they've, they've met each other the tracking trip in the Ajax Stakes in the autumn and. Cepheus obviously did win that day, and then you got a horse like Cross Talk, who wasn't very strong last start, but you know going to get a soft lead again here, and going to have every possible. And Kerwin's laying on his day can pull out a big run, especially here at Rose Hill. Yeah, so very keen to take on Waterford here, and hopefully get a result. Race eight, and it's the Group One Golden Rose. Yeah, this, this market's still in cartwheels at the moment. It's all over the place. King Colorado touched the shores three eighty before. We're, we're pretty keen to take it on it. I don't think it's hard that short. Uh, pretty keen to take on a lot of the runs to the race form there. Uh, I don't think you can really like anything that's behind Cylinder in the race. And um, yeah, we're pretty keen to take on Cylinder. I guess he is running like a horse that is looking for 1400. And uh, the only other horse out of the race with a bit of upside was Militarized. And he's got Barry two blinkers on here. Uh, if, he, if he can hold a spot in the race, he, he would definitely be a live chance, but I'm not sure about his gate speed. Have to respect Charmstone from Barrier 1. Uh, Shinzo, yeah, I'm not sure about the setup. Barrier 9, first up 1400. Probably going to be 
there's always it's always run a pretty fast run race this race and yeah so it can't it can't be can't won't cuddle it too much and cap looks a touch of overs at fourteen dollars from barrier three it was pretty pretty dominant in the up and coming last start really in good time there so yeah probably probably looking to take on probably lay the field here to be honest with you. Race number nine and uh, 1,400 metres, Jolton Lane favourite. Yeah, similar story. With, it's a very similar story with the rest of the card here. It's just another dominant favourite that's going to get back in the run and we're going to look to take it on. Uh, it's a pretty decisive uh, whole position almost at Rose Hill, but this race is a little bit tougher because you're trying to look for something to beat and there's not a lot there on the speed. Perel is our second pick. It's $5, but it's Barry 11 and it's going to... He's going to settle back on the field as well. Vienna Princess from Barry Three. She's never shown a lot of gate speed, but if she could hold a spot there from three, she'll be uh, she'll be hitting the line very strongly. Pecoro, second up last prep, was uh, beaten. This was second to Linderman, but that form could be good enough for this. And journalism from Barrier Seven might lead lightly race winner, but yeah, blinkers off today. I'm not sure if there's a lot of intent there. But, um, yeah, I think there's enough half chances there to take on Charlton Lane, so we'll be, we'll be looking to lay in. And what about race 10? Yeah, it's a, a single relay the field here. The top chances in the market are, have some, we have some queries about. Ojai, Barry 7, she always settles on the back half of the field, and Zach Lloyd jumps on the stable, mate, poor Trey here. Uh, she looks like she prefers wet ground, and I, thought she, I think she's ever going to lead or settle leaders back. So she's pretty likable here. Tri-State's got some... He's going, he's going okay without being spectacular. And Mars Mission has some form. That would be good enough to win this race. But even the horse down in the, in the way... To, uh, down in the order... Uh, at the top of betting, sorry. Uh, Cavalier Charles. He could even be a little sniper in this race from Barrier 2. It's a pretty deep-looking race, but you can, it's hard to really stamp on here. So, yeah, probably lay the field. And Waterford, uh, you're taking him on in race 7. Yep, correct. Lay of the day, Waterford, $2.90. Currently with us, best price anywhere in the market. If you want to take us on and back Waterford, do it at tab.com.au. Thanks, Jay. Have a good one. Thanks, Luke. Go well, punters. Jay Huskell there from tab.com.au. Peter Ellis next. A rare racing chance to buy the iconic standard bread property, Benji Ribbon, the home of the famous Brooklyn Lodge Stud. Minutes from Bathurst on 610 hectares with water rights. Auction day, October 26th. For full details, contact Nutrien Harcourts. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options, Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. On races 1 to 6 at Rose Hill, Caulfield and Toowoomba, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Join Hancock's Racing Number 11, where you can own seven horses prepared by Group 1 winning trainers in four states. 
proven track record, great communication. Colts by Zoostar, Merchant Navy and Better Than Ready. Fillings by Lean Mean Machine, Star Spangled Banner, Star Turn and Omaha Beach. One off $1,500 or 6 by 250 monthly payments and up to five persons per share. Call Shelley or Rod for the prospectus. 03-5274-9171 or website hancocks.com.au. The flowers may be blooming for spring, but the weekend racing action will be booming in Toowoomba. Saturday, September 23, the Garden City plays host to the time-honoured Wheatwood Handicap with four black-type races and over $600,000 worth of prize money on offer. Run in conjunction with the renowned Carnival of Flowers, the day also includes the Toowoomba Cup and the Pat O'Shea Plate. Head to Clifford Park to experience the largest local race meeting on record. For more details, check out racingqueensland.com.au. You're listening to Racing HQ with Luke Marlowe on Sky Sports Radio. Welcome back, Racing HQ Saturday. Good to have your company. We have finished my contribution to the show today or to this network today with Peter Ellis' quaddy preview of Morfordville today. How does it look, Pete? It's a tough program, Luke, um, uh, but uh, we'll certainly do our best to find a few. And just excuse the voice, I've got a touch of hay fever, but uh, it uh, won't make any difference to, to who wins and who doesn't. Oh, mate, you're a warrior. You just keep showing up, mate. Yeah, so uh, as I say, it's, it's a toughish program, so we get to the first league of the quality. I'm with, uh, it's certainly the race of the day, I'm with Chicago Storm. Hasn't missed a place in the last 12 months. Uh, it was impressive winning first up there on the parks and then went to the same course last time. Just got caught in a bit of traffic and Lord Vladivostok got to the pass lane and uh, was too good for them, but uh, uh, gets a lovely run here. So I've got him on top. I've got to show some decorum, the danger, the Victorian. Uh, certainly looking for the trip. He was good at the Valley, had run into all sorts of trouble there over the 1,200, then placed on the Synthetica Packet over 1,200. This horse has been to Sydney. He did run second uh, to Colino back in December of last year. On Francais, she's a talented mare. She contested the Group 2, the Sunlight at Mooney Valley at the last run. She won two or three first up. And the maps uh, be better when she gets over further, but did either the line strongly when placed uh, over the 12.50 first sub, so certainly included the eight. I'm four, five, seven and eight. That's race number six at Morfordville. Race seven is over the 19.50, benchmark 70, and number 14, Itchy Band San, is at $3. Yeah, they're continually legs of the quaddy, and they're the toughest races of all time, these uh, restricted middle-distance races. But I'm Itchy Band San, the... The favourite was an emergency. He's got to run. He's got a terrific record at the parks over the uh, the 19.50 last run there. Placed behind insulation and disagreeable miss would both be winning this. So I'm happy to go with him. I've got flight deck to danger. Only won three or thirty, but does stay well. Strong win with the lightweight last start, and again got the three kilo claim. Call me Seamus. Uh, expected to improve over this trip. It certainly suits him better. He was just our class in the in the Balaclava Cup and Eureka Victory. Um, first South Australian run was very good behind Flight Dick and has a weight advantage there. Pretty prior to that, had been racing in Queensland and in the Northern Territory. I'm 14, 7, 1 and 3. Race number 8 is over 1,000 metres, benchmark 74 and uh, another open market here, number 8, Lonred X at $4. Yeah, tough race with plenty of speed, which doesn't worry OK to pay. Two runs ago at... Uh, at Cranbourne, he attacked a uh, rock artist in front. They went really quick and still got the money. Then since being to Mornington, uh, that was um, uh, back back in April. So good good first up record, so I'm happy to go with OK to pay. Alpha Flight, spit up a couple of months from a break, went really hard in the lead. 
So I had to tie her first up, and then last up was three wide throughout. So disregard those runs. It was in, in, in a purple patch of form this time last year. Caladream just didn't come up last prep. Was really good first up, very sharp there, beating Oracle Sun and on road extra favourite. In career best form, only scraped home the other day, beating Giuseppe, and this is a tougher race. So I think he'll drift on the market. Three, ten, one, and eight. And the last is race number nine. It's a thousand metre benchmark, sixty-two, and Wakan Jaja, uh, if I'm saying that right, is number. 12 and it's the 310 favourite here. It's been well backed uh, first run for, for Philip Stokes. And with Australia, it's certainly knocking on the door. Run second to Eddie Ann the other day over the course and distance. Eddie Ann went to Ballarat and Gold Nugget Day yesterday and won well. So I'm happy to go with him. I've got Wacker Jay at the danger. She's lightly raced. Uh, as I said, she's been well backed. She first up. Best, best runs have been on the park circuit. Governor, a good win and going really well at the Victorian Provincials. A good win at Warwick. The Bill carrying a bit of weight last start. Barrier one. He's quick. He'll take catching. And Zarace, uh, he's honest. He'll be about the first fours and tries again. Uh, the four. So I was three, twelve, one, and four. You got a best today? Yeah, I like two, actually, uh, Luke. I like Foxy Femme. She's lightly raced mare. Got a lot of ability. Uh, first up, hit the line strongly behind Lonrod X, of course, his favourite in the better race uh, later in the day. Um, and then last start, just again got into a bit of trouble and hit the lead and got run down by proper choice, but it was a swoopers track, so I think she's looking for the 12.50. She'll race closer. And Cool Magnum, just it was one that was trapped on the inside leading the other day and you just couldn't win on the fence, was runner-up its previous three, so this does look his race, uh, Cool Magnum. So race two, number three, Foxy Femme, race five, number four, Cool Have a good day, Peter. Thanks, Luke. All the best. There's Peter Ellis, and uh, that has been Racing HQ Saturday on uh, Sky Sports Radio. Have a great day, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Simon Harrison will be in the chair shortly, but we're going to have a listen now to an interview from this morning. Which one are we going to hear, Nick? Chris Waller this morning. He spoke to myself and Ron Duffersey. Oh, morning. Um, good, good morning. I'm very well, thanks. Great to hear, mate. Um, I saw back in the day uh, at the start of the season uh, a little video filtered through from Chris Waller Racing and as for yourself uh, thanking all your staff for their efforts over the previous yeah. season and you had a horse beside you called Shinzo and I just got the impression, the tone in your voice and the way you spoke about him, you're very excited about this cult uh, and you'll see him resume today. I think one of your quotes was, He's won the slipper, but he's not finished yet. He just might not be, Chris. No, that's right. Um, <laughs> he's, he's done everything right since then. Obviously, it's a, a great result to be having a horse like him to train. And after a golden slipper win, I guess it doesn't make it easy. It doesn't make it harder. Well, I think easier because you've got a horse with so much ability. So all we've done is just tried to keep the basics, brought him in nice and early, um, his temperament's great. He's a lovely athletic horse and, as we say, he just ticks every box. So um, just a bit of racing luck will, will help today if he gets that from that draw and we'll be fighting out the finish for sure. Mm. You put a tongue tie on him today. Just, what's the story there, just fiddling with his tongue? Oh, yeah, he does. He had it out in one of his gallops and last thing he wanted him sort of choking down in a race. So... Um, yeah, we gave the benefit of the doubt, and then we saw it. Do, I saw him do it again in slow works. We thought, no, we'll just put it on. And he's happy with that, obviously. Yeah, he's had it on for quite a while and trialled in it. Okay. Uh, Militarised yeah. is the forgotten horse here. You've got the blinkers on him in an inside draw today. Yeah, I'm not sure if we really needed the blinkers, but um, it'll certainly sharpen them up a touch. 
Uh, first up run was really good, over 1,200, and naturally he's going to improve over 14. Uh, but we have noticed in his work, he, he, he's, he's really, uh, he really responds to the blinkers. He's, he's got that extra gear. Instead of going from, say, third gear to top fifth gear, he sort of finds fourth gear now as well. Mm. Uh, well, race three, Chris, you've got Logan Street line going well, and he finds a good spot here. Yeah, lovely draw. He's no superstar, but he's consistent. And I think when you have got good draws and things in his favour, he races well more often than not. So looks a nice option. Interesting horse, Mr Waterville. Looks more of a stayer, but he could run better today. Yeah, he will. Um, had he drawn a gate, I would have thought he could certainly threaten the favoured horses. I'm not saying he can't, but I guess from the draw where we're heading, he'll drift back, find a spot near the rear and just have a bit of ground to make up but I think you'll be pretty impressed when you see him running through the line and especially if he's got clear running from the 400 mm. and a special sway he's better than what we saw there first up yeah he's a tricky horse to get right I think you've got to let him roll and flow with him and when I say that he could be leading he could be fourth fifth but he needs to find a rhythm his win in Queensland showed that and his maiden win in New Zealand was exactly the same. So we'll just let him roll for the first two or three hundred till he finds a rhythm and then and then um, conserve some energy and he'll be stronger late than he was last start. Race five, Desert Icon, a good old toiler and Alabia who fits in well at 2,400 now. Yeah, Desert Icon, there's no change with him. He'll, he won't be far away from the top three. And Alabia, good run over the 2,000 metre distance last start and as you say, 2,400 um, you should be starting to see some form for him. He won a similar race at Rose Hill a few months ago and looks to get a nice run today. Uh, you're strong obviously in race six um, she got you first it's, uh, uh, the lead's up for grabs here if she wants it today I would have thought. Yeah we'd reluctantly do it but uh, we're not going to be dragging her back or taking her speed away. Simple as that. Um, we've had her distances wrong all prep, Ronnie, which we tried to think, or we thought she might be an Everest horse, so we run her first up over 1,100. Uh, she was one-paced. We talked herself into running over 1,200, second up, and it was a similar, similar scenario, not as bad. Um, but today, finally, she's up to a more suitable 1,400-metre distance. I think if we started her off over 1,400... Or 1300, gone to 1500, she'd be favourite for the Epson. Mm. But we haven't. So I, I, we're desperate to see her find some winning form or at least be fighting out the finish today. The tissue was terrific first up. It's just a matter of is she still got that, you know, sharp sprint in her? Yeah, that's exactly how we see it, especially if there's no speed. Barrier 8 doesn't give you many options. Like, um, she's going to be back. I guess near last, if not last. And if you're spotting four lengths off the slow speed, it's almost impossible to win. So I just hope that they roll. Everybody can see there's no speed. Hopefully that'll change the complexion of the race. And she'll certainly come off their backs. At home, um, she's, she's sharp still, so there's no reason why she can't sprint again. Espiona frustrating, but a better draw was important today. Yeah, uh, her run was terrific. First up, and the winner's gone on and got a slot in the Everest. So her sectional times were amazing. I think Nash really suits her. And um, a big push from us. 
new magnate race seven. He's improving today. He did win the Hawkesbury Cup second up last prep. Yeah, when, when James got off on that day, he said he's an Epsom horse, but he sort of lost a bit of form when we went to Queensland. Maybe we just did too much with him, but we'd like to see him showing something today. Now, this Magical Lagoon, are you happy with her? Any expectations today? Um, look, she's, she's, she's a quality horse, obviously a short trip, but she showed last preparation that she's got speed. Um, so I think if we could just have her held up um, she can finish off strong. Not saying she could win, but she's a close chance. Mm. And uh, Waterford, obviously, this is a nice race for him second up. Yeah, he looks the best of our three. First up, it was great. He um, he finished off well. He went straight. You might remember last preparation, he was laying in bad in the yep. pressure of his races. He's been gilded. He's been given a good spell. So whatever niggle was there, or whether it was and being a cult um, seemed to have disappeared. So another good run today. We'll, we'll see him fighting out the finish and in for a good prep. And Vienna Princess Race 9 should sprint well fresh. Yeah, good race for her today. I love 1,400 for her. She's got a nice draw. She maps well and she's a decent horse. Good chance. Uh, looks like most of your runners have got bigger targets in Melbourne later in the spring, although Sulcum and Lindemann are probably the two I'd want to get your feelings about. Uh, Lindemann, he's had nothing go right for him. From the Doncaster where he drew wide um, in a wet track, and then there's two runs back, this preparation, wide draws. He's been left in front. Uh, his last start run, despite being the horse out and on the speed, doing all the work, he, he's still boxed on gamely. And I think today's 1,800-metre distance, much better draws, a big a big improver. Well, conditions are suit, obviously. So um, he, he can be top three. And Sulkin, look, he just needs everything to go his way to be winning. Um, his first up run was excellent, but everything went his way. They rolled, or they jumped, ran quick. They rolled... He got an uninterrupted run from the 600, and he won accordingly. He would need the same again today, and obviously it's a stronger race. So uh, whilst he's pretty tight in the market, he's firmly a stayer and heading towards Caulfield and Melbourne Cup. So can he do it second up? He'd just have to have everything go his way. Yeah, for sure. And one more, I'm not expecting an answer, but the Chris Waller and Partners Everest slot, any, um, anything you want to tell us? Um, I'll tell you, now that more horses are getting snapped up, I think we're in a better position to sit and wait. Um, I think we'll have three or four options to look at after today and the same next week after the premiere. Most of the others will be locked in. So I think now you've waited this far, uh, you just sit and wait and we'll be going with a form horse into the race off, off their lead up runs. Okay. And Beauty. Chris, I suppose you can't really tell Coolmore to look elsewhere with Shinzo, can you? <laughs> uh, no. The whole preps, their whole preps sort of yeah, geared around that, and Coolmore will be hoping he runs well for their slot for sure today. Mm. Have a great day, mate. Appreciate your time as always, Chris. Thank you very much. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. <laughs> 
on races 1 to 6 at Rose Hill, Caulfield and Toowoomba, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Ready to run. He's parading really nicely. Stand by. Ready to go. Set now. Good line. Cover to them very edgy. Lose in motion. All in. Wait for it. Get ready for the roll. They're off and pacing. Down and out of the gate. And the favourites found the lead. Welcome to Australia's most comprehensive racing coverage. She's winding up and have a look at her go. Still a leader. He's flat out. But look at this go. This is unprecedented. Pounce races away. Can they get past him? Hanging on. Hanging on. Here she comes and there she goes. He just keeps fighting. She's good. Fair in the Durnburn Cup. Another sensational performance. She's the queen of the coast. A very exciting filly. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the National Racing Service with Simon Harrison. Very good morning to you. Lovely to have your company on Golden Rose Day. It's 21 minutes to midday. Uh, we do have runners about to come into the yard at uh, Rose Hill Race on the Tab Highway. He's only 10 minutes away and currently atmospheric rock heads, heads the market at $3.20. Nicole Thomas is about to join us from the Tab to run through these Tab movers for Rose Hill. First of all, though, we might take your trackside and see if we can uh, get an update with, uh, with Darren, we'll do that for you soon in the Jockey Challenge, just awaiting uh, that market to, uh, to come through and refresh on my screen. Take a quick break. A rare racing chance to buy the iconic standardbred property Bidgey Ribbon, the home of the famous Brooklyn Lodge Stud, minutes from Bathurst on 610 hectares with water rights. Auction day October 26th. For full details, contact Nutrient Harcourt. With the Jockey Challenge at Rose Hill today, Nash Willer is $2.30, Zach Lloyd is four forty. Uh, and Joe Marrera is $3.90. They have come into the yard for the first at Rose Hill. Let's take an update and welcome in Darren Flindell. Good afternoon to you. Uh, oh, sorry, no, it's good morning still, isn't it? Uh, yeah, 11.40. Uh, Tab Highway, uh, to kick off the card here today. Uh, Tate the Kitties uh, pulled the pin again. I wonder what's going on there. It was scratched a few weeks ago. They said it was going to Hong Kong. Um, yeah, be interested to know there. Stormy Witness uh, had the run of the race when winning here a fortnight ago is $6.50. Al Ash Ladd, $5. Atmospheric Rock, the favourite at $3.20. No real change to its price today. Desert Mist, hard in the market at $4. Then Sky Forger at $16. Note that Dylan Gibbons is the replacement rider. Ron Simpson unable to make the weight. So D Gibbons on Sky Forger. Master Rewards at $23. Montebello's Charm, $21. Spiritly at 31, Rossi's type of girl at 41, the coat hanger at 31. Uh, the dam was called Harbour Bridge, the coat hanger number 15. Gypsy Romance at $41, Discreet Lady at $100, Largo's Daughter also at $100. So the market really gravitating just a handful of runners here. Atmospheric Rock at $340, Desert Mist $390, Alash Lad at $5. And the first in Sydney, joined eight from now. Thank you very much, Darren. Now let's get the market with the Tab Movers on the Tab Highway. Nicole Thomas, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Simon. Okay. We've heard from Darren there. What are you seeing from your end on the first? 
Well, atmospheric rock, interesting. It was going to be the tab mover. It's 3.40 now. In from 3.60, it bottomed out at about 3.20, but it's just been slightly, well, $3. It's been slightly easy today. There is money for Stormy Witness, number two, into 6.50 from nine. And a roughie here, Skyforger, number nine. It's a $15 chance in from $31 overall. So an interesting race. And look, Desert Mist as well. So there's a lot, it's, it's actually a confusing race in the first for money. Keep an eye on this market, but I'll go with Stormy Witness at stage number two. Okay, race number two is the 1300 metre midway. Peace Officer number seven's been popular all the way through betting 380 bottomed out at $2.25 back out to $2.40 but that's still been an incredibly good move. Going down to Bundina number 17 it's $8 now and it's been really well back this morning so it's come in but I'll still make Peace Officer the best back number seven. So number seven there in the midway over to race three Nick this is the irresistible pools and spas handicap over 1900. Marquest number eight, 280 into 240, so a decent move there for the favourite. Outside of that, Mr. Waterville, number five, it's a $15 chance in from 19. And Tazarel, it's number four, it's come in slightly to $5. So the best move is certainly the favourite, Marquest number eight. Number eight, over to race four, this is the three year old 1100 metre Heritage Stakes. Yeah, this is an interesting race with Osmosis drifting our favourite, number four, out to 250. So there's money for a few other ones here. Celestial Legends come in slightly, number Five. It's into seven dollars. Barber number one. A decent move into eight fifty from eleven. A couple of roughies have been supported, and that is namesake. And also number nine, Fire Lane. But I'll go with Barber as the best back. Number one. Barber there in race uh, number four over to race five. The Colin Stephen quality here over twenty four hundred metres. Uh, final lead up to the Metro. Okay, Punters like both of the favourites here. Alabia number seven, six dollars into three sixty is the overall move. And Verona, it's actually come in today, number nine, four sixty into four dollars is the move. That's the overall move in this market. So money for both favourites, but Alabia is the best of them, number seven. Number seven for Jay Marira there. Let's look at race six. The golden pendant here is for the girls over fourteen hundred. Well, Espiona, number two, is the favourite here, but it's been slightly easy with a little bit of money today for a tissue. Number one, five fifty into five dollars. More secrets. Number six has been backed into fifteen from twenty-six overall. And Banana Queen, there was some early money for it into eleven dollars as well. Uh, sort of a tricky one to sort out here. I'll go with tissue at this stage. Number one. So a tissue there in race six, number one. Race seven is the first leg of this afternoon's quaddy. It's the Ned Whiskey Shannon Stakes over fifteen hundred. Well, the money horse was Waterford, number seven, but again, it's just been slightly easy out to 290. It was 260 not too long ago. It's still in from 350. It's still a shortener overall, but it's drifting today. Lions Raw, however, has been well back today, number six. $26 into 850 is the overall move, 16 into 850 today. So let's go Lions Raw on top, number six. So Lions Raw, number six there in race seven to race eight. The second leg of the quaddy is the feature, the Group One Kia Golden Rose. Militarised was really popular early. $10 into six overall for number one. Uh, Charmstone down the bottom, number 13, 750 into 5.50. But the one that's had support today is actually King Colorado, number four. It's been $7 into five. That's the overall move in this market. So I'll go King Colorado, number four on top. So number four there, King Colorado. Uh, now race nine is the 1,400 metre Shandon handicap. 
Yeah, race nine here. We've got a good move here for our favourite, Chorlton Lane. It's 270 in from 360, but again, it's one that's sort of bottomed out at 220, so it's just been slightly easy. There is money for a few others around it. Steely, number one. Journalism, uh, number seven's into $13. And Toes on the Nose, there was a little bit of support for it. Nothing really outside of Chorlton Lane has been spec, so I'll go number nine still on top, Simon. So number nine there in race nine, and race ten is the tab we're on, Handicap, over 1100 well, Tri-State number six has been uh, $8 into seven. That move is from today as well. Bit of a roughie, Ezekiel number 14. It's 21 now. It was about $41, even after a deduction. And the one I'll make the tab mover, though, Rain Beal, number seven. I think this is a nice move. $17 into $10. The move is from today as well. So number seven, Rain Beal on top. So Rain Beal on the top. And what was the best at Rose Hill? Oh, I think I have to go Peace Officer overall. It's 2.30 now and it's in from 3.80. That is race two, number seven, Simon. Okay, good stuff. Thanks very much, Nick. We'll take a look at the Caulfield Movers with you for Underwood Stakes Day on the other side of um, Rose Hill, probably closer to midday. I reckon around 12 minutes from now, we'll, we'll take a look at those Melbourne Movers. Hey, I see the tab have snapped up their horse for the, the Everest. They've got the Maddie Smith train, Buenos Notches uh, running for them. They're, they're finally a chance of winning it now. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, Buenos Notches is in. Giga Kickers out. That was the big news overnight. Okay, let's pick up Corey Brown's pick of the yard. And some of them look particularly well in the yard. Yeah, I end up settling at number six, Atmospheric Rock. Um, I think third up, looked terrific in the yard, paraded really well, run really good here last time out, had to chase a quite a hot speed. Um, but yeah, looked like it took good improvement out of that run. I am with number three, All Ash Ladd. I don't know a lot about him, but I thought he presented fantastic. He looked great. He's had a lot of racing, but still, um, he's a big boy, still holding nice condition. His stablemate Desert Miss looked good, but he was just too worked up. I am six, seven, nine and three. First couple of hundred metres vital here just to find a position and a back to follow, I think, for atmospheric rock. But that lovely big long down that 1,500 metre start uh, should give uh, you know, Tommy Sherry a chance to, uh, to to find a position. And if he does, I think he's going to be strong at the end third up here with the timing right. I think seven's the danger. Desert Mist, uh, he's in a similar boat, but he's just drawn in a couple inside of atmospheric rock. So uh, he'll be around the mark. Of the others, best long shot Sky Forger, number nine. And Al Ash Ladd's going to give plenty of cheek right on top of the speed, looking the winner for a long way. I'm six, seven, nine and three, Tim. Six, seven, nine and three, and we are two minutes away from a start. Um... So Rose Hill race number one, still two minutes away. Uh, get your bets on. It's now 380 Atmospheric Rock. Desert Mist at $4. Al Ash Ladd is at $5. And Stormy Witness says $6.50. Best bets, late mail, market movers and the complete racing coverage. The National Racing Service. OK, let's uh, take you to Darren now for the first at Rose Hill. Danny Williams launching a four-pronged attack here in the opening race and Atmospheric Rock is... Just the favourite from the stable at 390, equally with Desert Mist. And the speedy Alash Ladd at $5. And then Stormy Witness, who won at very big odds here a fortnight ago. Stormy Witness, priced at $6, has a much wider gate to contend with this time around. But Reese Jones sticks with the star Witness mare. So Danny Williams with four in the race. And Matt Dunn down to two runners now. We take the kitty scratched again today. And the starter about to, to call them in. 
the highway at Class 2 level, and we're down to 14 runners. Just note Largo's daughter in club colours, and Dylan Gibbons, the writer on Skyforger now. So they're getting set. Thanks a lot, Tim. Yeah, terrific day. Terrific day here at Rose Hill. Weather is picture perfect. And one of the great three-year-old classics to be decided today, the Kia Golden Rose. Group one over 1,400 metres. There's a $100,000 jackpot in the quaddy today as well. News broke an hour ago. Giga Kick is out of the Everest Carnival. The big news of the day, Giga Kick has an injury and they won't be pressing on with the preparation. The tab last night securing bonus notches for the, for the Everest. And the opening race here is the tab highway and we're in the final stages of loading. So Danny Williams with three in the same colours, Stormy Witness with the maroon cap, Montebello's Charm the white and Gypsy Romance with the blue. Okay, so Desert Mist is going in and Montebello's Charm, Jay Ford about to get set along with Discreet Lady, Spiritly and the highway winner of a fortnight ago, Stormy Witness was big odds that day and is fourth pick in the market this time around. So Discreet Lady moves in, Spiritly to go forward. And uh, the last to go in now is number two, Stormy Witness, who will go in with outrider Reese Jones. So Golden Rose Day about to kick off here at Rose Hill. Dry conditions, fine weather forecast for the day and we're good to go on the opener. There's the light. Ready in the highway. Waiting for the all clear. Master Awards buzzing up a bit in the inside stall. Racing now and uh, the coat hanger. The coat hanger jumped particularly well and is going to bob to the lead from Al Ashlad. Is trying to get up into, underneath and doing a good job of that. Coming across from Whiteout Stormy Witness trying to get a spot. It's got to third in front of Master Awards. Then came Sky Forger. Uh, further back to Desert Miss is planted wide. Uh, further back in the field to Rossi's type of girl. Racing on the inside of Gypsy Romance and between them Largo's daughter there in the club colours. Further back to Discreet Lady. The favourite atmospheric rock is third last now from Montebello's charm and Spiritly's last of all. Alash Lad shows the way rather comfortably by a length and a half to the coat hanger. Reese Jones has done great work there on Stormy Witness got it across from the outside gate into a clear third. In front of Master Awards Desert Miss not enjoying much fortune in the run. It's planted three wide on the outside of Sky Forger. Back on the inside Rossi's type of girl and further back to Atmospheric Rocky starting to pick a few runners off back in the field and trying to get into it. Alash Lad just the leader. The coat hanger under a vigorous ride the outside followed then by Stormy Witness coming off heels further back Master Awards looking for clear running it's the coat hanger at odds taking the lead the coat hanger from Al Ashlet is fighting back on the inside Rossi's type of girl from a mile back running on then Stormy Witness atmospheric rock to the outside with Desert Mist the coat hanger and Al Ashlet slogging it out now Al Ashlet coming back Al Ashlet beat the coat hanger atmospheric rock third no idea about fourth Rossi's type of girl, Stormy Witness, Desert Mist, and there's another one there, Discreet Lady, not far away. Then Largo's Daughter from Sky Forger, Master Awards, Spiritly, Gypsy Romance and Montebello's Charm. Ah, oh, Hippo's strong there on Alash Lad, having been headed and has fought back vigorously and yet another highway success for Matt Dunn. It looked like the coat hanger might have had them there. 
the coat hanger out of the Mare Harbour Bridge, giving a very good sight. And just when, uh, just when it appeared as though the coat hanger was going to uh, prevail, Al Ashlad has fought back grimly on the inside. Interim placings three, 15, six and seven. Three, 15, six and seven. Yeah, Taz Morton prepares the coat hanger at Port Macquarie and Taz probably thought, right, we're getting the cash today, but Matt Dunn to the four yet again with Alice Ladd is by Almar out of Asha Mika. And that's the five-year-old's third win today from 15 starts. Fifth prize money goes to number two, Stormy Witness. Margins a long neck by a head. Time is 130.22. 34.97 is the last 600 metres. That time is about a half second outside the class record. OK, Simon, that wraps it up on the first here at Rose Hill. Good on you, Darren. Uh, now, Tate Dividends are through. Three Alash Lad paid $5.20 and $2.00. 15 to Coat Hanger, $6.60. Six Atmosphere Rock, one sixty-seven fourth Quinella, $90.10. Exactly. Or 163.10. Trifecta $512. The first four paid $2,682.20. Trainer Matt Dunn. Team that own him have, have been long term clients and uh, and good friends. Uh, they're actually on a cruise ship in the Mediterranean somewhere at the moment, most of them, but uh, I'm sure they'll be enjoying it from there. But no, good to see him do that. He was tough, wasn't he? You know, he uh, yeah. did a bit of work to get there, but uh, toughed it out really well. Did you sense he might fight back the way he did? Well, that's the way to ride him. You know, he's, he's one of those horses that uh, can, can chew a bit of juice early and, and still maintain that right through and sort of when I saw the 200 there wasn't really much coming from back um, the stable mates sort of end up getting a bit stuck three deep no cover so that sort of took his dash away from him but he was still good also but uh, no, he, he was great he's, a, he's certainly a tough customer he's only a, a wiry little guy but uh, he, he, he does the, he does the job for us Have you gone back to the old system the old processes that saw you dominate the highways when you were in them last you've come back with a flurry I think that's maybe three or four for the season, maybe five since you've come back into them. Yeah, look, we, we sort of figured it out a long time ago before we moved the stable to Sydney, the, the, the way to do it. And, you know, they, they all go through the same system. They travel down Wednesday evening, arrive early Thursday and uh, do a little bit of light track work. You know, it's, it's not it's not rocket science. There's nothing too complicated about it, but it works well. You know, and the, the horses do well to do it too because it's, it's a 10-hour float trip from our place, so they travel further than anything else in the race uh, and, they, and they seem to cope well. Maybe it's more so identifying the right horses to come to the highway. You seem to have a knack of that. Well, we're probably luckier than most because we've got such a big team, you know. I mean, we've got 83 in work and um, that's that's a substantially larger size stable than, than most country stables, so we've got a few to pick and choose from. And we've got the, the added bonus of, of we can sort of use Brisbane as a bit of a measuring stick to yeah. see where they're at, you know, against some better horses and that's how we sort of sort through them. Uh, and Desmond Miss was good. Yeah, he was three good. He, yeah, he got stuck three deep and he get cover. That, you know, that, was, that was a bit of a shame because he probably ran as well as the winner, but he just didn't get the breaks that he did. But uh, now, look, he'll, he'll probably come back down here again in, in a few weeks uh, for another crack and I think he ran well enough to certainly suggest he'll be competitive at this grade. Good to see you here today. Thank you. Great yeah, to meet you. Matty down there and he's got a good chance in the Shannon later with Cepheus. Just correct way to come on the first race to the midway is due in 29 minutes. Peace Officer opens at $2.25. Here's a word from Hippo. Make it easy for us to find the front as, as I would have liked but I, I, that's where I wanted to be and I had to work for it and um, I'm glad I did because when, once he got there, found a beautiful rhythm following the fence and um, 
that's probably sort of what won him the race. And the way he got into a very nice rhythm through the middle stages, he was able to sustain that for quite a long time. And um, like I said he's a bit awkward uh, coming around the straight. He didn't rail up. He wanted to sort of run next to the other horse and um, made it a bit difficult. But he was strong late and um, good tough win. When the coat went past you, he really rallied late. Yeah, he did. He, um, so I mean, he never felt like he was sort of going to win. But funnily enough, at the same time, Sound City, but he never felt like he was going to get beat either. So he's just a bit awkward, but he's done a very good job to win. Right on, mate. Thanks. So Adam Hieronymus there. Now, in just a moment, we'll take a look at the tab movers for Caulfield, their first issue in 12 minutes. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Caulfield is due in 12 minutes. Find a good four for Underwood Stakes Day. Nicole Thomas, I'll come back to you and let's take a look at these movers from Melbourne. Uh, and in race number one, uh, we've got a handicap here over 1,600 metres. What's been backed? Shocker Move has been hugely popular here in race one. It's number three. It's now into $1.80. It's just moved in from $1.85 moments ago, in from $2.25 overall in this market. Outside of that, there aren't too many others. Sharper, it's been a bit of a roughie that's been spec. Number seven, 34 into 17. But Shocker Move really punters are keen on this one, number three. Shocker Move race one, number three. You have it a race number two, which is the Living Legends Foresight Handicap. Over 2,000 metres. And we've got a shorty here in the Kavanaugh Runner First Immortal. It's been back too, Simon. It's 2.25 in from 3.10, first immortal. So there has been really nice support for it. Uh, Chandon Burge, number nine, it's been backed into $7 from eight. So just slight support there. And Garachico, number seven, has been backed into 11 as well. Uh, look, Spaycaster, a tiny bit of sprinkling of support for the 14. But I still think first immortal, clearly the best supported, number two. And the first of uh, Hugh Bowman's two rides this afternoon. Over to race three, the Pancare Recycle Plant is over 1,200. Well, punters think red card will win number one, two ten into a dollar sixty. That is a really big move for the favourite. And on the back of that, there isn't too much support for anything else. La Dolce Rouge number three. It has been supported into eleven dollars, uh, but really, it's all about red card number one. Red card there, number one in race three. There goes correct weight at Rose Hill. Over to race four. This is the here for the horses handicap. Over 1,400 metres. Well, Yellow Sam's been popular, number 11. $4 into 340. It's just pushed back out to 360. Still a decent move. Frigid, number two, has been backed into 850 from 13. And she's a con, number 10, 950 in from $15. Uh, so, look, three decent moves. I'll go Yellow Sam on top, though, number 11. So, Yellow Sam on top in the fourth, number 11. Race five is the three-year-old Phillies race. The Jim Maloney Stakes over 1,400. Yeah, two good moves here. Uh, we've got Oz Empress, number nine. It's moved in from 750 to 550. Poifect, number 15. It's been a good move into 420 from $8. And notice the money for Zuka Red as well, number four, into 440 today and from 460 not too long ago. But I think the best of them at this stage is Poifect, number 15. Poifect. Uh, that is number 15 there. That's how uh, someone from New York says the word perfect. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> great, great accent, the New York accent, isn't it? It is. Uh, over to race six, this is the Testarossa at listed level, over 1,400. Yeah, interesting uh, race here. We've got Amenable, $1.75. There's no real move inwards for Amenable, but it is our short price favourite. And there's money for Bandersnatch to maybe upset the favourite, number one. $7 into $5 overall. And Savannah Cloud is the other one, number six, $14 into 
nine. So no real move from edible. So I'll go outside of it and I'll put Bandersnatch on top, number one. Right, Hawks runner there. That's race six, number one. Uh, race seven is the prelude to the Caulfield Guineas. Yeah, we've got V8 number two. It's been popular. 550 to 380s. The overall move. Our favourite Stepardi. It's 250. No huge move inward though for Stepardi. And outside of that Southport Tycoon number 10 has been backed into 11 from 17. But the best of them is certainly V8 at this stage number two. Number two V8 there in race seven. Over to race eight, the MRC Foundation Cup. The registered naturalism stakes, a very important race. It's a win and you are into the Caulfield Cup. It's over 2,000 metres and this will be a terrific race, Nick. Yeah, this looks to be a good one. Floating Artist number three has been back to three forty in from $4.20. Uh, and then we go down to Alaskan God number 17. Uh, look, it's been 8 15 to 7 today, so there is some money around today for Alaskan God, but I think Floating Artist is certainly the best supported number three. So that's race eight, number three. Over to race nine, this afternoon's group one in Melbourne is the, uh, the time-honoured Underwood Stakes. Yeah, alligator blood. It was backed as soon as we went up. Number two it is in this race. Four forty into three dollars forty. Did bottom out at three dollars thirty, I will note that. Tuvalu, number five, has been back two. It's eight dollars in from an opening fourteen dollars. So there is money for both of those. Uh, outside of that, not too many others to report. Maybe a tiny bit for Sulcum number ten, but I still think Alligator Blood is the best supported number two. So number two, Alligator Blood backing up from last week's Maccabi Diva. And race ten is the last on the card and it's over eleven hundred. It's pretty open. It's a good betting race, this one. I've just seen She Dances come in, though, moments ago, number 16, into 460. And it was $5 this morning, so there is support for it. There's also support for, well, there was support for Midwest. It's um, still been a little bit of a shorten today into that $4.40 price. And Vivian, number 12, it's into $6 from an opening $10. But I just like that recent support for She Dances, so I'll go 16 on top, Simon. Okay, She Dances there in the last. And what was the best in Melbourne? Oh, it was tough. It was between Shock'em Over and Red Card. Punters like both of them. Look, at the slightly bigger price, I'll go Shock'em Over, race one, number three, into a dollar eighty. Simon. Okay, and then I'll, I'll, I'll try again. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't yeah. realise you were talking to me before. <laughs> no, I was going to have a chat about when it's not just being picked up by the tab. That's now the representative for uh, the TAB slot in this year's Everest. And uh, I think he's going to be a terrific chance on the day. Oh, absolutely. I think it's a fantastic runner, just a really great sprinter and has been super at last third. And, gee, the, the turn of foot was quite amazing. So I think it's a real chance, Simon. And in the market, if you're looking at the price, it's into $9, Buenos Notches now. With I Wish I Win and Think About It, they are the equal favourites at four forty. Imperatriz is obviously doubtful at five fifty there and privatising to 7 But Buenos Notches, a red-hot chance, I think, in this race and it's currently $9. Yeah, it's coming around fast. Now, I think we're only about four weeks away, three or four weeks away from, uh, must be four weeks from the tab uh, Everest and Giga yeah. coming out. So that, Yeah, that's big news, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge. Oh. It throws it uh, throws it wide open, but uh, Buenos Notches there is now a confirmed starter, so best of luck mm. to Dylan Gibbons, Matthew Smith and all concerned there. Indeed. Righto. Now, we, um, we've we got Toowoomba on today, which is the Queensland meeting, and I'm going to come back to you thinking around 13 minutes, 14 minutes from now, and we'll take a look at the Toowoomba Cup movers, if you like, Nick. Sounds good. Thanks, Simon. We will uh, catch you then. So this first call field is due in five. Let's grab uh, the thoughts of uh, David Gately. Caulfield race one, benchmark 70, 1600. 35111, the numbers. Three, shock him over. Had good backing first up. Took off wide, a 1,000 metres out with his big weight and just missed. It was a terrific return. The only time he missed a top two, he had that savage track bias against him. 
gets to 1,600 here and uh, looks hard to beat. Big Brew ran on well in one of these last time. He was seven weeks between runs. He draws much better this time to perhaps sit closer. Always happy, just missed a promising one, then a bit too strong at Lakeside last time. So he's going well. And Sacred Kiwi has a good record at the mile. 3-5-1-11. So 3-5-1-11, the numbers there from Gator. Shock him over to Shorty. $1.85, so one eighty to one eighty five. Big Brew's been 10 into $8.50. Uh, always happy, seven fifty two. $8, and uh, all the rest are in double figures. Bit of a nibble, Polanco, 12 into 10, but shock them over is the short-priced favourite in the first. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. <laughs> on races 1 to 6 at Rose Hill, Caulfield and Toowoomba, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Join Hancock's Racing number 11, where you can own seven horses prepared by Group 1 winning trainers in four states. Proven track record, great communication. Colts by Zoostar, Merchant Navy and Better Than Ready. Fillings by Lean Mean Machine, Star Spangled Banner, Star Turn and Omaha Beach. One off $1,500 with six by 250 monthly payments and up to five persons per share. Call Shelley Arod for the prospectus. 035274-9171 or website hancocks.com.au. The flowers may be blooming for spring, but the weekend racing action will be booming in Toowoomba. Saturday, September 23, the Garden City plays host to the time-honoured Wheatwood Handicap with four black-type races and over $600,000 worth of prize money on offer. Run in conjunction with the renowned Carnival of Flowers, the day also includes the Toowoomba Cup and the Pat O'Shea Plate. Head to Clifford Park to experience the largest local race meeting on record. For more details, check out racingqueensland.com.au. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. On races 1 to 6 at Rose Hill, Caulfield and Toowoomba, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand. With a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts, right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. The flowers may be blooming for spring, but the weekend racing action will be booming in Toowoomba. Saturday, September 23, the Garden City plays host to the time-honoured Wheatwood Handicap with four black-type races and over $600,000 worth of prize money on offer. Run in conjunction with the renowned Carnival of Flowers, the day also includes the Toowoomba Cup and the Pat O'Shea Plate. Head to Clifford Park to experience the largest local race meeting on record. For more details, check out racingqueensland.com.au. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. 
on races 1 to 6 at Rose Hill, Caulfield and Toowoomba, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Coming forward for race one, Caulfield. Our buyer, Lord Goldberg, is coming forward with Big Brew and also Sacred Kiwi. Always happy, nice and relaxed out behind the stalls with Jarello. Shock him over, about to be brought forward with also Palenko. So a dollar eighty shock him over. If anything, just easing out almost a black and white figures. A dollar ninety-five with the books, and as a result, a little bit of later support for Always Happy and also Big Brew. Sacred Kiwi going in. Jarello loading up with Billy Pin aboard. Shock him over. Just wanting to dig the heels in a little. He's just a little bit reluctant to move forward. Also. Skinny dip just bouncing about in barrier number one. As Shockham over, just needs three or four attendants to throw in a little bit of elbow grease. Just a little bit obstinate, but they get that back gate shut, do they? Just about. 99% of the way in. Now Shockham over is forward. Always happy Palanco and Sharper, the final three on a beautiful Melbourne day for the running of the Underwood. Always happy goes in. Track looks magnificent. Rail out six, good four as Sharper takes a wide alley and Palanco is going to complete the line with Matty Lloyd. Lord Goldberg standing well in close, the bolter. The first of ten and the field is set. Ready to go. And away. And Skinny Dip from barrier number one broke away well with Sacred Kiwi. And not far away is Star Buyer from the deep Sharper and also Palanco as expected a sweeping across. After 2.50, Sharper took it up from Delightful Journey, Palanco, and then came Star Buyer who overreacts as the first three cross ahead of it. Sacred Kiwi is fifth one off the fence. A length and a half, Jarello, Lord Goldberg. Then Skinny Dip always happy. Two and a half to Big Brew. And shock him over, not rushing early as last of all. Sharper the front runner, 900 metres to go led by three quarters of a length, Palenko a length and a half away, third delightful journey, followed by Sacred Kiwi Jarello on a wide run Star Buyer next the fence and then Lord Goldberg a length and a quarter, Skinny Dip and always happy from Big Brew and shock him over at the end of the field so they run through halfway, they take a steadier Sharper a half, Palenko a length and a half, delightful journey, Sacred Kiwi then came Jarello, fifth three deep, next in the field, the bolter Lord Goldberg. Next along the inside is Star Buyer in an awkward place from Always Happy Skinny Dip Big Brew. Shock him over. Still last of the group as they come around the turn. 450 metres to go. Palenko up to Sharper. Then came Sacred Kiwi. Lord Goldberg. Delightful journey. Needs an out badly. Big Brew's trying to rush forward from the back of the field. Star Buyer can't get a run. Shock him over. Still last. Palenko at the 200 metres. Took the front from Sharper. Then Delightful Journey. Big Brew and Shock him over from a long way back. Palenko, 100 to go. Shockamover's going to absolutely fly with Big Brew. Shockamover from last to first has bowled them over. Has beaten Big Brew. Palenko, always happy, delightful journey. Behind those horses, Lord Goldberg and Star Buyer had absolutely no luck in the straight. Then Sacred Kiwi, Sharper, Skinny, Dip and Jarello. 
So three shocker over for Craig Williams. Was a dollar ninety at a dollar thirty. It's beaten five big brood two thirty and two Polanco at three dollars forty. More to come following the first at Caulfield. We've got racing from Canberra to Dale. Let's take your trackside. Dale Walker. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Simon. Good afternoon, everyone. Racing from the nation's capital. It's a huge race day here, uh, not necessarily on the track, but off the track. It is the Hops and Hooves race day. A lot of youngsters getting along, having a bit of um, party time and uh, getting along to the dancing and romancing and whatever they get up to during the day. It's a big day uh, on track here at Canberra today. We have eight races. It's 18 degrees, sunny and fine. On a good four, the rail is out three metres the entire course. Good things of the day. Race three. I like 10 Downing Street from the Matt Smith Stable. It's been up on the pace its last couple and just got uh, run down over the concluding stages. It chased home our Marianne two starts ago at Newcastle. That horse is in good form. This is not a strong race. Change of tactics to be ridden more conservatively and to run on. So 10 Downing Street, race three, I think will get the cash. And race five, a nice type here in Spitfire. It's been doing it tough in the highways in town. Has a good record and uh, it's about Two dollars and twenty cents in race five. It's won four of its twenty-three with nine made a pla- nine minor placings and one over the mile last start at $3.80, beating Sky Diamonds at Wagga. Similar uh, scenario here again for Spitfire. A bit of value. Race 6, I like Breakaway Creek. A real consistent type and it's uh, due for a win. Yet to break through in 10. Has 5 minor placings at about the $8 uh, quote. I think it's worth a few bob each way. That being Breakaway Creek and Race 6. So it's Race 3, 10 Downing Street. Race 5, Spitfire and the value Race 6, Breakaway Creek. As far as the jockey's challenging is concerned, Olivia Chambers has a terrific book of rides. She's on a lot of fancies and I think $2.60 is great value because I think she'll be in the money in most of her rides today where she has six of them and the first is Scafie in the first, Cubed in the second, Allen in the fourth, Spitfire the fifth, His Honour in the sixth and our witness I think will get the cash in the last. So if you're after a uh, jockey's challenge I think Olivia Chambers will win it at $2.60. The first is due in 20. Thank you very much Dale. Uh, now let's head to Kembla Grange and Anthony Manton. Good afternoon to you. Yeah, good afternoon, uh, Simon. Welcome along to Kembla Grange. Just some news just some news coming through uh, regarding this meeting at Kembla Grange. All races have been pushed back one race due to transport difficulties with the jockeys and bad traffic in the region. So all races pushed back one. The first race now runs at 20 past one and the last at 5.32. Take note, all races back one at Kembla Grange due to bad traffic in the area. Uh, in terms of best bets for me, Simon, I'm going to go uh, race one, number two, Midori Giant. I'm going to back this each way. First starter trained by Blake Ryan up at Hawkesbury. Alicia called it down to ride. Trialled well here on the track at uh, Kembla recently and 1,400 metres is a really good starting point for him. He was about 8 or $10, so we'll back him each way in the first. I think they've found a winnable race for him, and if we back him each way, we won't go too far wrong. Race one, horse number two. In race five, uh, this is the best of the day. Count your blessings. She's had two starts. She went down fighting up at Wyong on debut. It was an excellent run, and then she uh, went around over the 12.50 at Canterbury in a midweek last time in a much stronger race than this and she ran fourth but uh, she didn't really appear to get around the track there 
and uh, to a bigger surface here at uh, at Kembla. She'll eat this up 1,400 metres, third start, and she's got a fitness advantage on a main rival, Zelta. So race five, horse number two, Count Your Blessings. Race one, number two, Midori Giant. will make those two uh, the two best for the day. Back the first one each way. Uh, in terms of the quaddy, race five, uh, it'll be numbers two, Count Your Blessings, and three, Zelta. Two and three only in race five. Race six will go numbers four, six, three, and one, four, six, three, one in race six. Race number seven, it'll be numbers 11, uh, Madatsu. This is a former New Zealander having its first start for Chris Waller. Uh, still a maiden, but gee, it looks like it's got a bit of upside. I want it to win with number one, Golden Passport. So numbers 11 and one only in the third leg of the quaddy in race seven. And in race number eight, we best have my top four selections there. Four, seven, 15, and 12 will run with those for the quaddy. All right, just repeating that news, all races back one, the first at 20 past one, the last at 5.32. There is a delay with Kimberley Grange, but I look forward to bringing you all the coverage once we kick off, Simon. Right, thank you very much, Anthony. In the yard for race two at Rose Hill, here's Darren with the update. Righto, uh, thank you. Uh, Simon, now the, the call here. This is not about race. So, Hewan, number one, hang on, I've got to get off this Kembler page here. Uh, race two, Rose Hill. Hewan, it um, was 31, down to 26. Flying Destiny, barrier one, $4 on the shortener. Bend the knee out to $15. It was a cracking first up run at Canterbury, but no real market support. Irish Kisses, 21. Now, the favourite piece offices 240 now was 220 about an hour ago, so a slight, slightly improved price about Peace Officer 240. Victory Lane into 950, Cracker Lacker at 41, Zorro Cat 19, Miss Ciccone at 71, twice as special 23, and Bundina, who was $18 this morning, has trimmed right down to $7.50. But Peace Officer, he tried really well at Worry Farm leading up to this. He's the firm favourite at 240, and race two on the car due in six minutes. Okay, let's uh, check these movers for Toowoomba Cup Day because uh, we've got a ter- tremendous day of racing. Uh, Toowoomba, it's Wheatwood Handicap Day and the running uh, of the Cup. And Nicole Thomas is back with me. The first on a good four Toowoomba, Nick, is in just under 50 minutes. It's a 1,000-metre Class 3. What are they backing ranks one? Oh, they like devastating here to maybe beat the uh, the odds on favourite steady ready. So devastating number one is two sixty now. It's actually been backed in from four forty overall. Excellent support for it. The only other one worth a mention is Caesarus number eleven. It's into thirteen dollars. There's been a little bit of support, but really devastating. Punters like this one number one. Tony Gollan trains that on there. Jimmy Orman rides race one number one. Race number two is the Pat O'Shea Plate, and it's over a thousand metres. Yeah, we see the first season two year olds. This is a tricky race. Not too much to go off so the market support is very very important here and Mashani Ego has been $9 into $4.40th really good support this morning and Herbie Town was backed as soon as the markets open number two it's sort of into 3.30 from 3.60 straight away just back out to 3.40 now a little bit of money for another Mashani runner it's Mashani Eclipse into $7.50 but uh, and Mashani Fire as well plenty of Mashani's in this race I'll go with one of them I'll go with Mashani Ego number six. So number six there in race two over to the third event. This is the Eureka Stud Phillies and Mares Benchmark 75 over 1,200. 
This is a really good betting race. Money for plenty of runners here. Argyle Pink's been backed, number seven. Argyle Pink, 11 into 8.50. Outlawed, number 12, was the early money horse. Look, it's still been 4.20 into $4 overall. Miss Tambo, number 14, has been backed as well into 5.50 from seven. April in Augusta and Coddy as well. And Coddy actually, I think, might even be the best of them. Coddy, number 11, 9.50 in from 15. So let's go number 11, Coddy on top. Coddy on top, number 11 to race four. This is the class six plate over 1300. Anna Kerr's been a well back favourite here, number six. 316 to 250 is the move. There's not too much doing outside of that. Barista Sister is a bit of a roughy punters are on as well, number 15. $36 about, we bet, into 17. But Anna Kerr, number six, it's very popular here in race four. Okay, so that's Anna Kerr there in race four. Over to race five, which is a benchmark 80 over 1625 metres. Grunenborg is our favourite, number four. There's been a little bit of support for it, 2.40 into 2.30. Uh, Red Top's been backed in this race as well. It's number six. It's been backed into $8, Red Top. And we did bet um, an opening $10 about it. Telephone Booth, number 11, is another one punters have liked early, $14 into $9.50. Aqua Alter, it's come in slightly as well to $4.80. So another good betting race here. I'll go with Telephone Booth into that $9.50 today, number 11. So 11, Telephone Booth, D Thornton riding for uh, Buff Curry there. Now over to race six of the first leg of the quaddy is the Magic Millions Garden City Guineas over 1,625 metres. Well, Bobby Shiraz, number 14. It's been a popular favourite here. It's $3.80 in from $4.20 overall. Certainly worth a mention is another one called Cryptic Sound, though, number 11. It's a $10 chance now. We did bet $26 about it. But Bobby Shiraz, I'll put it on top, Simon, number 14. 14 in race six over to race seven, the uh, 2,000 metre Tab Toowoomba Cup. What are they backing here? Well, they're back Nick our Spurs straight away. Number nine, four twenty in from four dollars eighty is the overall move for Nick our Spur, our favourite. Hell of a deal though, it's been supported. Number twelve, it's seven dollars in from eleven. Beaufort Park is into ten dollars from an opening nineteen. And enough, he said, is another one that's been backed. It's number thirteen. It's also into eleven, so another really good betting race. Look, I'll go with Nick our Spur on top slightly, number nine. So, uh, number nine there, Nick Spur in the Toowoomba Cup over to race eight. This is the Wheatwood uh, over 1,200 metres. Yellow Brick is our dollar sixty-five favourite here, number two. Look, we did bet a dollar ninety-five on opening. It's just been a dollar fifty-five out to that dollar sixty-five price today, but it's still been heavily supported. Going down to Ned's Gully, number thirteen has been nineteen dollars into eleven dollars, so excellent support there. And if you're looking for a roughie to throw in, Sir Rocket is a good one, number fourteen. It's been fifty-one dollars into thirty-one dollars, but we'll go Yellow Brick clearly on top, number two. Okay, race eight, number two, and race nine. Nick, the lucky last is a benchmark seventy-five over twelve. Yeah, an interesting betting race. There's a few that have come in from a really big price in this race. I mentioned the favourite first pocket full number 11 has been solid at 225 today. No real move inwards if you take into account deductions. But Mayor Bay, number 14, we bet about $71 into $10. That is a huge market move. Tremonto has been a big mover inwards as well. $17 into $8. And Hamlet von Snitchell, a small move into $650. Look, I'll go Mayor Bay with that huge move inwards, number 14. 14, Mayor Bay there in the last and what was the best on Cup Day to Toowoomba? Well, let's hope punters can get the cash early because I'm going to go in race one, number one, devastating, 260 in from $4.40, Simon. Excellent. Thanks very much, Nick. Have a great day. Thanks, Simon. You too. Let's pick up Corey's pick of the yard, Sydney.
pretty pretty wild. Uh, Kim Moore, in fact. I'd scratched him a few times, so I sort of had to run. Um, Nash went back, and they he ended up a little bit further back than what he wanted, but uh, he flew home, and uh, I was very, very happy with him. No, no favours, unfortunately, today with a barrier. No, wide again. But, um, you know, there's a lot of races around for him at the moment, so, you know, we've just got to take what we get. But um, I've been really happy with him since he ran last week, and I think he should go very well. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks, Kim. Okay, pick of the yard coming up in just a moment. Please take note, Kembla Grange, there's a delay for race one due to an accident on the highway, which is causing delays for riders to arrive on course. So all races have been put back one race. So race one was to go at 12.45, it's now 1.20. All races back a race at Kembla. Some great, you know, horses looking really, really good, really forward. Um, I end up settling on number two, Flying Destiny. Love the way this horse won there at Wyong. Um, big style of horse. Would love getting to a good track. Drawn one. Just hope he doesn't get snookered away because he will need a bit of room in the straight. But, yeah, I've got him on top. I agree. I thought he looked fantastic. But I'm going to go bend the knee. Kim's horse here. Um, he's just trimmed up each time I've seen him. And he looked absolutely a million dollars. So bend the knee for me. And Corey is with Flying Destiny. M7, 14, 8 and 17. I can see there's little options outside this favourite, the price he is because of his racing style. But I think um, Victory Lane's the horse to beat for Hall of Fame. I'm sorry, not Victory Lane. I'm, I mean Peace Officer for Hall of Fame, Clary Connors. Just taken with his win, the, the way he monstered the line at uh, Wyong first up and also his recent trials. I think Danger's twice as special, good odds. I think 8, Victory Lane can sprint well, fresh off a lovely trial and Bundine has wound up from an inside draw here as well. Irish Kisses is the other one for me. 7, 14, 8 and 17. 250 about Peace Officer. We're good to go. They're off and racing now. And Zorro Cat jumped away well in the centre of the field looking for the lead. Flying Destiny there with Irish Kisses. Miss Chesconi being scrubbed up early on the outside of Bundina and Hewan not too far away. A little gap in the field then of about two lengths to the favourite Peace Officer who strides up on the outside of Cracker Lacker. Then came Victory Lane. Ben the knee taken back and twice as specials last of all. It's the speedy Zorro Cat in front. Hasn't won a race since New South Wales won the State of Origin series, led the way by three quarters to Miss Ciccone. Flying Destiny tucked away third, then came Irish Kisses. Now, deeper out there is Peace Officer, the favourite goes to fifth, just covering a bit of ground. From Bundana Hewan, uh, Ben Benny gets onto the favourites back, approaching the corner. It's Zorro Cat in front, has Miss Ciccone struggling, two lengths to Flying Destiny, then Irish Kisses, and Peace Officer, five lengths away, is getting the wider. Since the 350 metres now, Zorro Cat just in front of Miss Ciccone. Coney, Bundina, Peace Officer staying on well, getting a split between them as Hewan and White right down the outside is Ben Benny. It's Peace Officer just in front. Hewan trying to get through a wide out victory lane and Ben Benny. Peace Officer trying to cling on and he does so. Peace Officer beat victory lane. Third, bend the knee wide out in a photo of Miss Ciccone and then came Hewan. Further back, Irish Kisses, twice as special. Flying Destiny, Zorro Cat weakened out along with Cracker Lacker. Nash on, cash on, favourite wins. Peace Officer, beating Victory Lane and bend the knee wide out will get up and run third. Bend the knee third, Jay Ford. But uh, Nashra Willa aboard Peace Officer there. Too strong, trained by Clary Connors. He's covered the ground. He was doing the chasing all of the way. 
and he's been able to win quite impressively by Ifraj out of Coyote Miss. Win number three now from 10 starts and Nash has been aboard for both wins this preparation. Victory Lane with Robert and Luke Price at Kembla. Brock Ryan in the saddle. First run back today. Paying $2.80 a place. Bend the knee a return of $2.90. But Peace Officer taking out the second. Interim placings are 7, 8, 3 and 12. So dividends to come. We have South Australian racing this afternoon at uh, Morfordville. A good four, the track rating. Late scratching in the first to one Harley and Rose. Brett Davis joins us now to find a winner on the program. Brett, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Simon. Good afternoon, everybody. Yes, Morfordville today. Race number six is where the first best bet is, I think. Uh, Chicago Storm, race six, number four. I'm a big follower of this horse, and I think he's uh, ready to win again today. He was held up at a vital stage last time, and I think he can atone today. So race six, number four, Chicago Storm. Another horse I've been following for a while too, Simon, is a horse called Nostria. It goes around in the last. He's been second his last couple. The horse that beat him two starts ago has won two on the trot. May well win again today, Lon Rodex. And the horse that he chased after that, Etienne, is a horse that can win in Melbourne. So I think it's a race for Nostria to lose today. So they're the two best. Race six, number four, Chicago Storm. And race nine, number three, Nostria. Okay, thanks very much, Brett. Have a great day. You too, Simon. Cheers. Brett uh, Davis there. Uh, now, Rose Hill, seven piece officer paid 260 and 130. A victory lane was 280. Three bend the need 290. 12 fourth miss. Chuck Coney. Here's Clary Connors. No, well, it wasn't a fluke. It's still Jay. <laughs> you can still do it. <laughs> well, to tell us about piece officer, Clary, because that win at Warren was very dominant. Then you went to the trials and uh, back here again today. Well, I trialled him as if he's, he's, he's second up. That's what I was trying to get away that who do second up uh, who do, you know? Yeah. And I gave him a very easy trial and uh, just to keep him ticking over because I had this race picked out for a long time uh, so Nash could ride him because I could drop him down in class but then Nash can't ride him. Sure. So, you wanted to stay with the jock. Yeah, so I, I told him, I said, you know, I'm training this horse just for you, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's the right man to have on at the moment, Clary. Well, he's riding good and, you know, he knows the horse. He's, like, he rode him.